This is row one, seat one. Well, this is nice. When did we start doing this? Nobody told me about this. I thought everything sucked now. Do you have a card? You got COVID? It's over. COVID said, oh, I see you're having a good season. It'd be a shame if I... I knocked over the microphone for those listening and not watching the video. Like, I think Sean could pull off the hair. I think he could definitely pull off the hair. Not the color. But not the color or the thickness. Maybe the thickness. All of Cam's passes from this past game at Buffalo, nothing was, was further than 20 yards on the field. Everything was 19 yards and below. Why? What? I've never shot heroin before, but I can probably figure it out. <laughs> I've seen the people that do, and they're not that bright. Block, block. Block, block. They could be that bright. Could Wait, they be? I mean, did you, did you unmute me? Yeah. Try it again. You're unmuted. Wow, I sound so low. Do you? Yeah. Do you really think so? Yeah. Are you sure? I'm positive. You sure? Well, no. I think you sound fine. Okay. Maybe it's because you've been gone for so long that you forgot it what it feels. It was one week. I was on vacation. You feel that you forget what it feels like to, to hear yourself in your own earmuffs. I'm also deaf. That doesn't help. Hey, I got a guy for that. I know. I know. Yeah, I got a guy for that if you need uh, if you need help with that. But uh, welcome, everybody, to another episode of Row 1 Seat 1. I am your host, Joey Fats. Hola. With me, as always, Mr. Sean Betancourt. Plizzy could not be here this evening, even though... Uh, well, it, you would think he was not here because his Colts are off to an 0-2 start, and it's not looking great. Carson Wentz banged up again. Shock. Shock. Shocking. Shocking, I know. Uh, but, no, that is not the reason he is not here. He is not ducking us. He actually had a prior engagement. We knew he would not be here tonight. Uh, well before the Colts took their, uh, their two L's to both NFC West teams. Oof. Oof. Hey, you know what, though? If you're going to come out of the gate 0-2, it's kind of good to come out of the gate 0-2 against non-conference teams. You sure? It helps. Does it? If you're looking for a silver lining, If you're it looking helps. for a silver lining. It helps. If you are Robert De Niro in the movie Silver Lining Playbook, <laughs> then that is the only way. This There's is the way. Positive. There is a way. Uh, so it'll just be Sean and I tonight. Uh, we've got an action-packed couple hours here planned for you. Pow. We'll get all into... A-Rod, the demise of A-Rod, once again, greatly Don't, exaggerated. We do this every year. It happens every year. Every single year. I, it just it just so happened to happen in week one this year. I think, didn't A-Rod say, like, after this week's game, he's like, like, eat shit. He said something. He said something controversial after the game. He's like, I don't know. He goes, everyone just makes panic. Oh, he said some stuff on the Pat McAfee show about how it's bullshit that everybody gets a little platform uh, yes. and, you know, gets to say whatever they want or whatever. Um, I don't have that cut, but uh, we've got some other cuts for you. We've got, uh, we'll show you, we'll dive into the excellence, the just ungodliness that is, or godliness, yeah, not ungodliness, the godliness that is Aaron Rodgers throwing a football. Uh, we will get into uh, the Patriots and your boy, Mac Jones, we dripping are, in Mac sauce, getting his first dub. We are one fumble away from being 2-0. They should be 2-0. We should be 2-0. The Patriots are the best 1-1 one one team out of all the 1-1 one one teams. Mac Jones, sorry to say it, best quarterback in the division. Well, you have an irrational hate for I do, and I'm very Josh aware. Josh Allen. I am very aware of it. But Josh Allen's proving me right so far, not looking good. What do you mean? He's looking fine. 
They mm. went, they beat the Dolphins 35 nothing. You guys struggled to beat the Dolphins, and they laid a whooping on them. I mean, if they, we're gonna, if we're was, gonna, there was garbage. If time. we're gonna take, if we're gonna take two two dubs, two two teams playing the same opponent, and the and the difference. Listen, I'm not. I'm just saying, Josh Allen did a better job. Uh, uh, listen, I've never said that Buffalo does not have a stacked roster. I'm just saying, Josh Allen, not the king that he was dubbed I'm so far. I'm still so pissed off that Aaron Jones was wearing my fucking sunglasses on the sidelines last Ooh. night, and I don't have them. Um, Dude, that store in Prudential Center had them. Yeah, I, I mean, I've listen. I got a good friend who's an Oakley rep. Yes, and he's got other friends who are Oakley reps. Yes, and literally the the reps that are the Oakley reps have yet to hold them. So those are like literally like one pair get sent here randomly, and they're not always the same pair. So be careful. Okay. Uh, but we'll get into that. We'll get into the Dallas Cowboys. It's the Dallas Cowboy fan is just such. The, the duality of being a Cowboys fan must just be exhausting. Because the, on one hand, they sit there and they're self-masochists on, on social media. And then you're like, yeah, you're right. They suck. And they're like, fuck you. And you're like, well, you just said, I'm just agreeing with you. And they're like, you don't get to agree with me. They're a dysfunctional family oh, that can my God. only tell each other they're dysfunctional. But if an outsider says it, oh, we will kill you. They're, they're, like, uh, they're like that, uh, the, 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 the what's their names from um, Shameless. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty much how they are. I don't know are. the name of that family, but I know the show Shameless. Yeah, they're like they're like the family from Shameless. Um, officials kind of dominated the the, uh, the headlines this week a little bit in all the wrong ways. Yeah. I, I mean, Julio Jones, it didn't affect me personally, thank God. Uh, but Julio Jones should have at least had probably like 10 more points on his fantasy roster this year. But the refs were like, what are we doing? No, let's take that away. No idea how that's even possible. That was from New York. New that, York said it was wrong. Which is even crazier. Again, just lends, you, lends more credibility or it just it allows for the tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theory people that like the league is orchestrated and the, and the refs are and everybody's in on it. That they they're the, the the games are rigged like you know it's just that's not it the makes, case. It makes you feel like it a little bit. It does. But don't you? Think I'm that, not. But that's gonna be, but that's gonna be by design, right? The league has to do that by design because the league has to make you think it's rigged. Otherwise, if you if it, if you thought it was real, then it would affect the way you bet. It would affect the way you feel. That game ended funky. Very. I mean, the right team won. We'll we'll get into the Titans and the Seahawks. The in a old bit. adage, "Ball don't lie." Yeah, show up don't again. Lie. It didn't. Uh, but before we get into that, um, I just wanted to, uh, Sean, you've been right. So you're. So obviously, I'm, I'm wearing a Purchase Street Records T-shirt tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. I, I was at Purchase Street Records earlier uh, this past weekend. Support local. Yes, support local. Please do. They uh, they they're doing uh, Kojo's Toys right next door. Kojo's, uh, Ted Goods. And his cousin that run the store? Yeah. Uh, he's actually wrestling. Ted Goods, the owner of Kojo Toys, is wrestling on AEW tomorrow night live. So give it give it a shout. Uh, support local, baby. There you go. Shout out to Kojo's Toys. I, I grabbed a bunch of uh, NASCAR Matchbox cars from there. Of course you did. They were, I, I didn't even see them. I'm like browsing the store. and I'm I, go, like, I go to the wrestling shit. I saw like King Kong. I didn't see any Godzilla stuff. And I was like, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I, trust me. I must have told my wife because I went in there with my wife. And I was like. Sean would love this place. It's all wrestling stuff. And it's because it's just all old school wrestling shit. Oh, yeah. I own so much of it now. Oh, yeah. I bet you do. I bet you do. Pass oh. it on to the next generation. So we go in there. <laughs> so we, we went from Kojo's. We bought. We spent a couple bucks in Kojo's. I got some rad da- Dale Earnhardt die cast, a Bobby Allison one. I got a Dale Jarrett 28 Texaco Haviland from 95 that I've never seen before or owned. And I've owned most 
you know, die cast from that era. Yeah, yeah. I never owned that one, so that's pretty cool. Then we went next door to Purchase Street Records, and um, I picked up a Slayer album, which was awesome. So, obviously, you're familiar with Slayer. Yes. You know who Slayer is. They're like, it, you know, like the, the, the like metal hierarchy in the 80s was like Metallica, Slayer. Some people would throw Megadeth in I'll there. I was going to say Megadeth. But no one who's really serious about metal puts Megadeth up there. But you had Slayer, Anthrax, all, you know, Sabbath. Hmm. Or, or at that point, maybe it was Ozzy. I, I don't know if Ozzy. It feels like we're so far removed from that type of music now. Dude, it really does, doesn't it? So far. New metal sucks. And then you hear people be like, man, you remember, remember Raining Blood? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> actually, listen, I was listening to that earlier. Uh, actually, on my way home today, I listened to nothing but Slayer. I listened. I was just going through random Slayer songs. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but I was at Purchase Street Records, and... Uh, and we were in there, and we're, so I'm browsing through the records. So obviously, I start with the Metallica stuff because I want to see if there's anything in there that I don't have yet. You know, I want to see if there's any little like Misfits. That's a good call. Oh, the Misfits were all, yeah, Misfits. Yeah. Well, Misfits were more punk than than metal though. Still though, but still. yeah, they, they were, were they were they were like they were British darker, metal. They were a darker punk. British metal, yeah. They were like uh, they were on the they were on the lines of like some. I'm trying to think of like an analogy for where the Misfits fit in, but. That's why they don't. They're misfits. Um, Sex Pistols? Yeah, not really, but yeah, kind of, I guess. But uh, so I'm in. So I'm browsing through the uh, through the Metallica catalog, right? And I'm going through everything, and I'm just looking around, and I'm like, oh, cool. Like, you know, let me let me take a look. Let me take a look and see uh, what I got here. And you know, I'm looking nothing. I don't see anything. So then I'm browsing through, and my wife's like, "Is this gonna take hours?" And I'm like, "It could. It could." Like, when you're in the vinyl shop, right, you're in the record store and you're looking for vinyls, you're looking for gems, dude. Like, you're not just going in there to buy, like, like, I actually saw a copy of, like, Limp Biscuit, like, Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water. My God. And I was like, oh, I should get that. And I was like, why? Why would I get that on vinyl? I don't need that on vinyl. Like, honestly, like, outside of, like, there's, like, five good songs on that album, like, or great songs on that album. It was, like, Red Light and Green Light by, like, Snoop Dogg. Yeah, and the rest is, like, Take or Leave. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. I'm like, wait, why do I need that? And so I circle back, right, and I'm going through, like, the metal section again. I'm like, Sepultura. You know, I'm looking through, like, Morbid Angel, all these yep, things. And yep, I'm like, yep. cool, 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 blah, blah, blah. And I get to, and the way that they tab their uh, things, I'm looking through the Slipknot thing, and right behind Slipknot is, it says, F apostrophe N Slayer. Fucking Slayer. Mm-hmm. And my wife has only heard me refer to Slayer as fucking Slayer. Mm-hmm. So she's listening, right? And she's like, she's listening to me, and, and I'm like, and she looks at it and she goes, wait. So she sees the thing on the on the tab, like through the records, and I'm going through the Slayer albums, and she's like, wait, is their name actually fucking Slayer? No. And I'm like, what? And she goes, well, it says effing Slayer. Is that really their name? Or, like, have I been missing something? And I'm like, my wife's not a metalhead at all. No, like, no. she's familiar. Like, she under she knew, she knew knows who Slayer is, but she's not, like, fucking Slayer. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she's, I'm like, I'm like, I start dying. I'm like, um, no, babe. I'm like, it's just Slayer. I was like, but everybody and their mother re- refers to them as fucking Slayer. Like, what are you listening to? Fucking Slayer. It's fucking Slayer. It's fucking Slayer. Yeah, like that's, that's that. There's only one way to say it. Like it's almost like when you like somebody says bocce and like you just have to say balls. Like you just you can't like it's like a tick. Like you just have to like blurt it out and you're like balls. yeah fucking Slayer. So I ended up buying a, a live album 
uh, live, you know, one of those from like, where live recordings from Purchase Street Records. No, 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 no. I know where you were, but live from where? Like live, where was it? I believe it was like Seattle, like okay. in the in like the like late like early two thousands. Oh, okay. I was gonna be like, it was like early two thousands because Bloodline was on it, and that came out in two thousand one. So okay, it have to okay. it, it would have had to have been after that. Um, but it was like I just looked, I just looked, and I was like, ah, this one looks good. Because I'm not, like, I don't know Slayer inside and out. Yep. Like, I know Metallica inside and out. Like, I know every album, every song. I know Everybody knows Metallica. Right. And I'm like, so, like, I'm going through Slayer, and Slayer has become um, kind of a new uh, addiction of mine because they're basically like Metallica, but they don't sound anything like Metallica. Mm-hmm. But they're just as awesome as Metallica in a lot of ways. Not all the ways, but a lot of ways. And I, it's like a whole treasure trove of songs I've never heard yet. So I'm going through like the whole Slayer catalog, and I'm like, "Oh my god, where has this been all my life?" And like, it's and it's it been right there. I was just too focused on other things. So uh, I ended up going into Purchase Street Records and just purchasing a, a Slayer album, and that was it. And then he, the guy who was working, he hooked me up with a T-shirt, and I told him I would nice. rock it on the show tonight. So. Absolutely, that was great. And uh, but I love the place. I've spent uh, ever since I got my turntable. Mm-hmm. I've spent more than a few bucks in there. Wow, shocker! And um, definitely going to spend more than a few bucks in there. Like, there's a couple Metallica albums they have hanging on the wall, like six ninety nine, and I'm like, mm. unopened. Oh yeah, like special edition, like an original plastic. Oh yeah, like oh. See, I'm big like mint on things now. Like, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm like going like. Retro but I'm like, if shit. I spend six hundred ninety nine dollars on an on a vinyl, like, do I even listen to it? No. If you're spending that much, it's for the collectability of it. Yeah. It, but like, it's like you're buying a stock. It's only going to increase in value. Mm, you're right. Because like, that's how the stock market works. Should. It only increases. It only increases unless Joe Biden gets in office and then it dips 800 points in one Stop. day. Stop. No politics. I know. I know. No. Well, well, it's not politics. It's just it's just the reality of the situation. Sure, I just paid $3 for gas on my way here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Durant. We're taking calls. We just we have, we have don't have the phone plugged in yet because uh, we're still in the monologue portion of the show. So uh, give us a call in a couple of minutes. So, yeah, 774-992-8702. That's the number if you want to give us a call. Uh, we got all things NFL. I'm sure Durant's going to call in and tell us how Derek Carr is the front runner for MVP right now. As you know, weeks. I'm like, I'm like, why does Durant want to call in so fast? Yeah, it's probably because the Raiders are two and zero, tied with the Broncos on, on the top of the division after two weeks. Just like we had it. Just yeah, just how we drew it up, bro. I mean, <laughs> come on, come on. I mean, the Broncos are going to be three and zero. I don't know who the Raiders got this week. I'll take a look here in a second, but uh, it, it, it's yeah, it's it's just kind of how we. Figured it was gonna go like, you know, why wouldn't it? I mean, I actually I think I picked against the Raiders this week. I did. Because uh, what? Who they play? They played. Uh, oh, Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. I picked against. I picked Pittsburgh because uh, most of the time, West Coast teams, especially the Raiders, going east at a one o'clock start time, usually. My man, they killed Derek Carr, and then they killed Big Ben. Big Ben got hit by, I forgot, the two Raiders that, that hit him like after he threw the ball, but he laid there dead as if he was shot in the chest. That was a very old-school punishing game. Yeah. That was, that was cool. It was, it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch. Uh, but, you're, Sean, good news. Your Patriots are going to be 2-1 two and, uh, two and one after Listen, this it depends which uh, Winston we're getting. Are we getting, fuck it, Mike, Mike Evans down there somewhere, Winston, like you saw last week against Carolina? Or are we getting <laughs> week one Winston who's just like, I can't be stopped and throws five touchdowns against the Packers. How bad? How bad? How bad must it suck to be a a, a, a Saints fan right now? They're actually doing okay. Because 
Are they though? Yeah. Couple, are they? A couple of friends of mine. They're like, yeah, we're alright. But are they? I know they had that one blow up week with Jameis Winston week one, and he you know comes out throws for 148 yards and five touchdowns. I grabbed Juwana Man Johnson, uh, you know, off waivers. Everyone did. I just happened to snag him, and I got lucky and I got him. But I don't. I'm like, dude, like if I need roster space, like, dude, he's, he's you're the first to cut, man. See you later. On the 53, you're 53. Sure, seriously. Uh, but no, the Vegas, uh, the Raiders got, uh, they've got uh, Miami this week. Oh, they're going to. In Vegas. They are going to murder Miami. I mean, you would assume so, right? Two is effed up. Um, That's what I'm saying. If, if, two is, if two is not healthy. Two is not healthy. Forget about it. Joey Fats Radio, Row 1 Z1. What's going on, boys? Durant. Durant. Uh, is, is Joey correct? Is why you're calling about the Raiders being 2-0? Nah, I just uh, <laughs> I think he's just busting my balls a little bit. No, so he's not love. busting your balls. No, I mean I can't bust your balls. You're two. You're two and zero. Yeah. <laughs> There's not much balls to be busted there. I said. I and said myself. Fact, and in fact, I mean, if listen, if we were going to compare Denver's two and zero to Oakland's two and zero, y'all beat Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Yeah. And we beat uh, what was uh, Jacksonville and the Giants. So. Granted, we won both on the road. You went one and one road home. I would still give the nod yeah. to the Raiders with a more I impressive even, win right now. I even bet against us this weekend. I figured, like you said, the travel, middle Josh Jacobs. I thought it was going to be a tough a tough one. I, Derek Carr is balling out of his goddamn fucking mind right now. I thought it was going to be a Darren Waller game all game, and he was quiet. Well, he wasn't quiet, but he was yeah, quiet for Darren Waller. I mean, per his yeah, standards, Pittsburgh kind of locked him down. You know, that, that's... I mean, that should be the game plan when you're playing us. Um, Didn't stop him, though. But yeah, I mean, you know, you, you know, Joe, I've always been a pretty big Derek Carr supporter. Um, you I have been the I, A number one Derek Carr supporter of all the Derek Carr. Like, you, 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 you built the bus and attached the wagon, and you've been towing it ever since for Derek Carr. Think so. about this. The best defense Carr has had. On the other side of the ball was ranked 20th, and that was the 2016 year that he was front runner for MVP. Yep. When we still had Khalil Mack and Amari, that's the I best mean, defense we've given Derek Carr on the opposite end. Was was ranked 20th. You're not you're not really missing Amari. I mean, not even Dallas is missing Amari. They don't even use him. It's all CD Lamb right now. Amari had like good week one, and last week he disappeared. Yeah, I thought he was a little overboard with the I'm the best receiver in the NFL shit. Yeah, well, that was a, a little low. He's a crackhead. So. Well, I mean, isn't every wide receiver a little bit overboard, though? Yeah. Every defensive back is getting that way, too. <laughs> the sense the video you showed us. Oh, that, that, that video was. But, yeah, no, it's on. it's you're right, Durant. I mean, listen, if the Raiders can actually put their shit together on defense and, and just – they don't – listen, like, you don't need – Henry Ruggs, you don't need Amari Cooper. You go and get you got Darren Waller. He was a he was a he was a gem, you know, a diamond in the rough. If they could go and put some defensive talent on the other side of the ball and and allow Derek Carr to not have to like go out there and throw it because Derek Carr has thrown for what like four hundred yards two two weeks <coughs> in a row now. Was it that much already? Yeah, 
Wow. Yeah, he's got over. Yeah, he leads the league. He's got injured 17 yards. Yeah, so games. he's averaging over 400. We yards also a went game. to overtime in the Baltimore game. Yeah, whatever. So don't let facts ruin good yards. stories, Durant. Don't let facts ruin good stories. Still okay, counts. Still counts. it still counts. It's listen. He played the game that he had to play, and he did what he had to do. The bottom line is the man's averaging over 400 yards a game. Granted, he's got one extra quarter. Who gives a shit? Uh, and he doesn't have spectacular receivers. Let's let's. Uh, right. I mean, Henry Ruggs. I wasn't. I'm Renfro? still not really that sold on Henry Ruggs. I said it year one. He's not winning his matchups. Dude. It's just I call it how I see it. You know. Uh, I'm sorry, um, Renfro. I'm, I'm still shocked to this day. He's not a Patriot. That's I, like, lo- I love Renfro. That's Ren- Bel- Renfro is a Belichick guy through and 100%. through. 100. percent Not the fastest. Not the shiftiest. Just solid white dude over the middle. Just <laughs> knows how to get open. Yeah, he's and, awesome. I, I love Hunter Renfro, man. Derek Carr's and Derek Carr's finding him. And the thing he's is, such a good piece to the puzzle, man. Durant, yeah. well, you're you're right. When 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 Carr is at the top of his game, and when he's playing well, he is a legitimate MVP candidate in this league. And he's already made his case through two games. I mean, right now, if we're gonna overreact, if we're gonna if we're gonna do that, and we're gonna be that that talk show for five seconds, we're gonna say who's the MVP after two weeks. It's not Tom Brady. It's not Russell Wilson. It's not Aaron Rodgers. It's definitely not Russell Wilson right now. It's not Josh Allen. It's not anybody. It's yeah, Brady's got nine touchdowns in two games. Though. It's still Derek Carr, though. Right. Yeah, but Brady's winning games like Brady's like throwing like five yard touchdowns on the goal line. Like you know, he's doing that kind of shit. Like they're not. But he's loaded. Yeah, that he team has is AB as his third receiver. We don't have that. And and listen, like how many times you guys had AB for like five minutes and then he lost his marbles yeah. and. I mean, that's, that's not really that's not really their fault. It's not it's not Oakland's fault at all. He's like, I ain't doing any of this shit you're telling me to do, and they're like, well, I have to let you go. Good bitch. Yeah. It was like weird. It was like, he, good he, bitch. Did the same thing with the Patriots. Came here. He's like, I'm not doing any of that shit either. And they're like, we're just gonna let you go. He's like, all right. He's a fucking yeah. Weirdo. That 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 one really stung. Honestly, the whole AB thing. Because could you have imagined if you give Derek Carr AB? Um, just plan yeah. just plan for next year, Devontae Adams. Listen, I mean. If the Raiders, yeah. stick, if the Raiders keep that's Derek the rumors. Carr, they played together yeah. in college in Fresno State, and so, uh, that's hundred percent. I would if, love that. If Rodgers leaves, Devontae Adams only signed a one-year deal. He is gone, gone, gone. Yeah, Ro- and I, I still believe Rodgers is gone after this year. Don't oh, let for fucking listen. Sure. I picked the I picked the Packers to go seventeen and zero in the <laughs> regular season. And Rod and I still had Rodgers leaving at the end of the year. So like, yeah. Just, it is I what think it is. Rogers is saying exactly what happened with him and Favre. I think it's, you know, he sees that same scenario. He knows it's coming. And, uh, yeah, it's what I think with that situation. Smell, uh, smelling salts again, Joey? I'm opening up another smelling salt. Durant, you ever done smelling salts? No. Uh, no. Oh, man, these are fun. It, it is not fun. No. It's awful. <laughs> You like you like but, that um, you like that coach in the yeah, sideline. So, so I feel I like the, I, this is my this must watched be the last night's game and uh, Dan Campbell feels. Aaron Rodgers doesn't look too uh, in sync. You know, I know he had four touchdowns yesterday and everything, but it was all to still was, the Lions and he's missing a lot of throws, man. He's missing. He missed a couple of throws, but they were like just misses. And yeah, I agree. I, I'm, I'm telling you right now, Durant. We do this every year with Aaron Rodgers. Every single, single year. The Packers come up short against a team that we didn't think they should have lost to. And we go, oh, my God, it's just the end of Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers came out with the infamous R-E-L-A-X. Relax. Mm -hmm. 
We're fine. It's okay. And then they come out and they just bludgeon the next like three teams they play. Don't forget, Rodgers literally didn't show up until until training camp. He didn't practice at all this offseason. He went on his... I don't know. Is he even still with that actress girl anymore? I yeah. don't know. Are they still together? Shit, Woodley or whatever? Yeah, whatever Woodley. her name is. Yeah. And I think that's what hurt him is not not getting some reps. Oh, he know? doesn't care. Oh, he doesn't give a shit, dude. Because he, was, he knows. He, knows because, he builds up to it. End of the season, he gets better. Yeah, it doesn't matter. He'll be fine. Playoffs? Come, eh. come December? He's Listen, Aaron Rodgers plays fine in the playoffs. It's the Some re- years. Last year he was fine. It's the rest of the Packers team that just inexplicably melts down around him. Last year? Should we go for it? Kick the field goal. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, what do you mean kick the field goal? We're down by eight, and we need a touchdown and a two-point to tie the game. And there's only a, a two minutes and 12 seconds left, and we have no timeouts. I said kick the field goal. We got to touch on another crazy coaching decision this weekend. Yes, we will. I know exactly what you're talking about. But, no, but I think, Durant, you know, A-Rod's going to – listen, he's he's going to do what A-Rod does. He's not out of sync. He's he, – I mean, I'm sorry. He is out of sync. He's going to find that rhythm. He is, for my money, the best quarterback in the NFL. Uh, you can say what you want. You can take your Pat Mahomeses, your Tom Brady's, your Russ Wilson's, your Josh Allen's, whatever. Give me a rod. Seven, you know, five days a week. Then on Saturday, and then I'll take him twice on Sunday. I, like the man just gets it done, dude. He is the best of the best, day in day out. Nobody does it better than Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is great, but slipping a little. You, oh, you think he's slipping? He's slipping. Oh, you think he's slipping? He's slipping. You, you, you he slip, just you he sl- can't wait to get the fuck out of there. Once he gets once he gets to wherever he's going, I we cannot both think wait. It's Denver. We uh, both right. think it's Denver. Yeah. Hey, John Durant. Hey, Durant, listen. When Aaron Rodgers gets to Denver next year, you're gonna be. So what's annoying. your reaction gonna be? He's not gonna care. Uh, it's tough. I was hoping you guys didn't get someone this year. They didn't, which I, which I was happy about because uh, you know you look at the division. You got Pat Mahomes and Justin Herbert, right? Two pretty and good guys. Got, well, as a Broncos fan, I'm looking at Herbert, Carr, and Mahomes, and I'm here, here, sitting here looking at my quarterback, and I'm like, oh great, we got Teddy Two Gloves. Cool, cool. And if I hear one more fucking person, I swear to God, dude, if I hear one more person talk about Teddy Bridgewater's completion percentage, I am going to lose my goddamn fucking mind. Hey. Because somebody was like, uh, during the broadcast, they were like, oh, well, Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater's completed 77% of his passes in the first half. And I'm like, great. It's 10 to 3. <laughs> what the fuck do I get? Or 10 7. We have a three point lead at the half. I don't give a fuck about your 77% completion percentage. Throw the ball in the goddamn fucking end zone, which, in his defense, in the second half, he did. However, I am not sold on Teddy Bridgewater. We'll get into the Broncos a little bit later, but nonetheless. Yeah, um, I don't blame you for feeling that way, Joe. I mean, we kind of know what Teddy Bridgewater is at this point. I mean, yeah, exactly. Injury, which. uh, Yeah, if he hadn't had that injury, he might have been a uh, all pro, you know, perennial all pro with Minnesota for three, four, five, six, seven, eight years. Uh, But that injury, unfortunately, set him back now. Does he know the game? Is he a good? Is he a veteran guy? Yeah, sure. Am I rooting for Teddy Bridgewater? Absolutely. He's on my team. I don't root against my own team. That being said, sometimes there are rumblings. There are rumblings, and we'll 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 save the Broncos talk for later. But anyway, Durant, to your Raiders, you got to be pretty stoked. Yeah. you got to be pretty stoked yeah, right I mean, now, dude. Two uh, and zero, you know, and you beat I'm you to beat stay humble. 
Two, you beat the, you beat the two it, best you know? teams in the AFC North, and you did you did one in one of them you you beat on the road in a one o'clock start, going west to east. That's tough to do. Yeah, I mean, I will say this, you know, we we uh, we're definitely much better on the defensive side of the ball. Listen, if the can, Raiders can just be like slightly below average instead of absolute trash on the defensive side of the ball. They weren't that bad. They're going to win 10, 11 games. I mean, can we talk for a second about that Najee Harris stiff-arming Jonathan Abrahams into oblivion? Yeah, that was a good stiff-arm. Yeah, well, Najee Harris is that dude. uh, Najee Harris. Abrams tough, too. I mean, Abram lays the boom on Yeah, I was going to say, Abram's no no pushover. Wasn't he a first-round pick or a second-round pick? Yeah, first. He was a first-round pick. I mean, Abram was a first. Najee Harris is a thick dude for a running back. I didn't because you know how those Bama running backs are. So either they're boom or bust. There's no in the middle. They're either great or they're trash. And then, well, no, the only one that was really trash was Trent. Darren McFadden. Wasn't he a Razorback? Was he a Razorback? Am I fucking him up? Maybe same colors. I'm all messed up. I'm colorblind. Like, Fairly certain. Yeah, he was a Razorback. Well, shit. So yeah, I mean, I feel like we are better on defense this year with the addition of. Uh, Yannick, Yannick uh, Nagakwe, the pass rusher, I think that definitely helped, along with Crosby being healthy. I, I'm, um, I'm shocked those you guys, guys signed, look like a force up front. I'm, so, I'm shocked and, you guys signed Nagakwe because he was a, 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 a head case in Jacksonville. He was a Razorback. He was a Razorback. God yeah, damn it. He's, he's averaged eight sacks or better each year. I mean, he's proven. So he's been solid. Um Definitely a help up front with the defense. At the sacrifice of our offensive line, we had to break up our offensive line. We're having some big problems on our offensive line right now. Center and uh, that first-round tackle we took from Bama, Leatherwood, he's been trash. Well, it's only he actually got he actually got hurt in that game. He came out of the game. Well, it's only been two so, weeks. Uh, I mean, it's 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 tough. It's tough to. Yeah, we got major issues on our offensive line right now, um, but. We were able to add a few veterans on defense. We add KJ Wright. We add Casey Haywood from the, from the rivals, the Chargers. And KJ Wright we was add just Yannick a, Nagakwe. And KJ Wright was just a we, random we pickup on too. Defense. Yeah, KJ Wright was just sitting out there for the longest time, and no one picked him up, which I was very surprised with because KJ Wright. I was, was surprised a, too. Yeah, he's a, he's a solid. I mean, this was probably a bad year to be a free agent. He, um, he was ranked on top 100 players this year. He has like 67. Oh, no, yeah. There was no reason for him to be a bad player. Maybe he just wanted more money. You got ranked 67 guy out there just sitting out there? I know. I was pretty surprised at yeah. that as well. So it was a bad free agent class. Yeah, it really wasn't that thick. No, no. Because, <laughs> bastard. It wasn't um, There wasn't a lot of money to spend around. That's that's what it was. It was it was the salary cap issue. Well, you had a lot of teams that had either. You had, you had like five or six teams that had all the money, and then you had most of the teams that were like strapped. Poor, and they had to sign for uh, injuries and Free yeah. agent class. I'm sorry. I drafted. You know what I was class. honestly thinking about at work today? I was thinking about. Um, this will probably sound kind of crazy to you guys, but uh, the Raiders going to the Super Bowl, beating the Bucks in the bowl. Not only getting revenge versus Brady for the snowball, but but you get revenge versus the Bucks. The I mean, that, that would definitely be bowl. that would definitely be like a, a like a two time, like double dip for the Raiders. I mean, honestly. If it's Raiders Bucks in the Super Bowl, I'm I'm buying my first Raiders jersey, bro. Listen, there is no way the Buccaneers are making it. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not wearing it, but I, I'm, I'm buying I know. It. <laughs> I, I know. I know. So often, everyone gets all hyped up. How many times did we do this with Brady, with the Patriots, and he was on the offense, with Gronk playing out of his mind, 
Gronk's body cannot hold up. I don't care how much weed he's taking. Yeah, this is I don't all, care how much pliability this is shit he's doing. Yeah. This is all uh, fun and honest, games in I September. Have, I, have money, uh, I have money on the Bucks repeating. I think uh, they're just too loaded. Yeah, but you, you Both have, sides of the ball. I, I don't, it's, actually. You have, to, you have to bet against health, too. And that health is a huge factor. They stayed extremely healthy last year. And they got healthy at the right times when, like, Vita Vey came back at the yep. right time. Uh, and they there's there's a lot of things that can go wrong during an NFL season. My biggest thing is they didn't go outside the building and bring anybody else in to make that team yeah, better. That, that yeah, I heard you talking about that last week, Joe. Yeah, it's just – if That listen, never works. It never, it never works, dude. It never works. And repeating is hard enough. But if you don't go outside and bring – you don't get better, <laughs> you don't, you're getting worse. Period. End of story. And it's just, it's one of those things that's very tough to do. I'm going to go back to that Seahawks team in the mid teens of the 2010s, right? Yeah, yeah. One Super Bowl. That team was dominant for five years. They only got one Super Bowl. They made it to two, and they won one. Yep. That was a solid team offensively, defensively. They were built to last, and they couldn't do it. As solid as they get, too. Yeah. Right. And I mean, you're looking at this, you're looking at this Tampa Bay team, it's a very old team. The offense is old. The defense is old. It's built on on aging veterans that are all playing under market value to play with Brady and do this whole shtick of like let's win it all together and mm-hmm. like I get it, but you're banking on guys staying healthy and this is a longer season. I know it's only one extra game, but it's an extra game plus the playoffs. If they don't get the number one seed, they have to play an extra game. It's a lot of shit. It's a lot of stuff to bank on. Yeah, I just. I, I think Brady Brady's always fine. Brady never gets injured. When he does get injured, he fakes it, and he says he's fine, and he just plays it through it. I'm not worried about Brady getting injured, but Gronk, I, am, I, don't I, believe I, but I am worried about, you know, at, at, at what point, you know, because how many times has Brady thrown three interceptions in, an, in, a, in a championship game? Because I'm fairly certain he's up to three now. Oh, he does it at least once every postseason. I mean, he did it – or. He's got. He has. Yeah. He, he throws a lot of interceptions late in playoff games. I mean, he gambles a lot now. Yeah, and not even. I mean, I'm going back. Oh six, oh seven against. You know, oh six. He threw three against the Chargers, and they and they still won that game yep. on the road. Yep. Oh uh, seven. He threw three in the AFC Championship game when Philip Rivers played on the torn ACL. The 2011 Championship game that I was at. He played shit against the Ravens. Yep. Played like shit, but didn't. But didn't turn over. Uh, 2013, he played like shit against Denver. 2015, he threw three interceptions in the championship game at Denver. Still won. No. No, I'm thinking of 14. I'm sorry. No. No, no I mean, no, 14, we won. If 14, you guys they don't think they're going to win, who do you guys think is going to beat them? I don't, I don't know yet. Green I don't Bay. know. I'm, I, I don't know about Green Bay. It Give me I, give me I, Green Bay. Give me Green Bay and the Rams. I say the Rams. Give Drew, me Green Bay and the Rams. That's my NFC championship. No, right there. I think it's going to be a different team. You know why? Because there's always a team. We always do this every year. We always have our fun. of like, who we're going to pick. And then we always <coughs> say, like, why weren't we talking about this team like right, eight fine, weeks give ago? Me Arizona. Arizona's fun. I don't think the midget is going to last. I don't. If they stay healthy, I don't see any reason why not. Arizona's fun to watch. They really are. That's that air raid they offense really in college. And it works. Offensively, it or works. Or Seattle. Uh... Basically, give me anybody out of the NFC West. All four teams out of the NFC West, the Packers, and then I would, I would throw the Bucks in. 49ers so- don't look bad either. That's what I'm saying. So I'm, I'm, I agree with you. I'm the entire NFC West looks st- is stacked. Yeah, dude. that whole division. That division's ridiculous. That might be the best division I've ever seen in all my years watching football. Durant, come back exactly at week. Well, can't. It's no longer week eight. Like eight nine. I guess nine is the midpoint now with the stupid extra game. Come yeah. back at week nine, and we'll have a more definitive vision be, reason because like once teams head into November, all the great coaches of all time always say your team in November is who you are. 
You don't know who you are until you get to October. October, you figure your shit out. By November, that's who you're going to be for the rest of the year. Yep. So that's when teams get hot. That's when teams cool down. That's just that's the way it's all, it always goes. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Well, thanks for the call, brother. We appreciate it, man. Thank all you. right. Good luck no, with the Raiders no still. Yeah, good stuff, man. Yeah, man. Later, well, guys. We, we got you guys in, uh, I think it's, what, four weeks we got you guys. We got uh, the Jets this week. Then we got the yeah, Ra- we got the we Ravens. Got week six. We got the I Ravens, the six. Steelers, and then the Raiders. Like we go from like three cupcake teams, you know, and then we've got Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Oakland, or Vegas. We got the bye week, week eight. Don't be surprised if we're seven and zero oh going into the bye. Uh I think you'll have one loss. I think we'll get you guys at home this year. The tall task. I think yeah. we'll I think we'll get you guys in mile high because I think that that crowd's going to be fired up, ready to go. But we'll see. We'll see who's healthy, and we'll see who's what when we get there. But uh, I'm looking forward to it, brother. Yeah, definitely. Good stuff, guys. Later. All right, Durant. Good call. That was Durant, local Oakland. The Oakland. Oakland. Raider, God damn it! Local Oakland Raiders fanatic. Vegas. We gotta get used Oakland. to it. We gotta Oakland. get used to it. Oakland. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Joey. I'm not. Joey. I'm not doing it. It's still the San Diego Chargers. Put your balls in your pants. Vegas. No. Vegas. Not doing it. <laughs> they might play in Vegas, but they're still the Oakland Raiders. Hey, some other team will go to Oakland in a few years. The expansion team. The Oakland Assault. It'll be like that, they, they couldn't get a team to London, so Shad Khan's like, fuck it, I'll take the Oakland team. God Shad Khan. <laughs> gives up on the Jaguars. 774-992-8702. That's the phone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, while we're on this A-Rod topic, because we, we, we were talking a lot about A-Rod here in a, uh, a second ago, let's show you this, this. Let's take a look at this clip, Sean, because let's do it. this might be, for my money, this might be the best touchdown pass of the year. You, you tell me. Okay, you tell uh, me. Back, you know, throwing off no feet, you know, not even back foot. Yeah, you know, in the air. Uh, but being able to make every throw is, is something I'm sure he's always been able to do. But uh, little tricks are that right. That's a great throw this, this there. This fit that throw. This fit that one oh. in. <laughs> he threw it right by that linebacker's ear. Guy never even saw it. It was right off his ear. He had no option but to catch that ball. That ball was just implanted oh. in the chest right oh, there. I just I love Brett Favre's reaction to that. So you see, obviously that was the seam route to uh, Robert Tunyon, the tight end last night yep. uh, against Detroit on Monday Night Football. Aaron Rodgers came out ready to play yesterday. Sure he did. did. Did he miss a couple of throws? Absolutely. But you could tell he was on his game. That throw right there tells me everything I need to know about the Packers going forward. Aaron Rodgers, is he's, he's fine. The Packers are fine. Everything is going to be fine. Long hair, don't care, Aaron Rodgers. That throw was ridiculous. And you got Brett Favre sitting there. Guy has made more circus throws for touchdowns mm-hmm. than anybody. Made some of the greatest passes in NFL history. I still remember the one that he threw to, uh, I, I, it wasn't Javon Walker, was it? Was it Antonio Freeman? The night his father died in Oakland. There's one where he's rolling right in Oakland, and he throws a, a, an absolute seed, like 40 yards in the air. I think it was Antonio to Freeman. The fr- to the front pylon. It was Freeman or Walker or somebody. I think it was one I think of it was, those. I think that was maybe Donald Driver? Ma- nah, was Driver there still? Maybe. It I, thought, been. I thought it was too early for Walker. It could have been, but it, you know what pass I'm talking about. Yes. Rolling to the right, on the run, flicks the wrist, 40 yards, frozen rope, front pylon. And this is a guy, Brett Favre, who had the, 
like arguably one of the greatest arm talents to ever play. Like him, for sure. Marino, for sure. Elway, just gunslinger, Moon, old school. You know, like these guys that could just literally flick their wrist and send the ball 900 miles an hour wherever they wanted to. And he's looking and he's like this. He's like, oh, this motherfucker. Like watching Aaron Rodgers do what Aaron Rodgers does. And he's just like, I, like even Brett Favre was speechless when Aaron Rod- when he watched that throw by Aaron Rodgers. That's how good it was. Like, that's how nasty that throw was. Brett Favre, Peyton Manning's, like, falling back in his chair, like, are you kidding me right now with that throw? Eli Manning's sitting there like, <laughs> like, just, like, chuckling. Like, uh, I, They need to do something else. I like Manning. I like Manning and Manning. I don't like what they're doing. It's, it's, really? It's, it's boring at times. I love it. Because I think sometimes I think they're distracted doing other things. Like I find like myself like Eli is just like looks like he's doodling or like looking at like a, like a, like an iPad or something like that. Probably. And then Manning's like, but that's kind of why Manning's I like it all into it because you kind of feel like you're in the room with them watching the game. If you need you need a play by play guy with Manning, and it would be fucking no. Great. See, I think that would ruin it because I think what they're going for is hey, relax. You're, you're coming over on Monday night. You're going to hang out with Peyton and Eli. We're going to eat some chips and dip, have a couple beers, and we're going to watch the game. And we're just going to talk like we would normally talk in the living room. Yeah, and Eli, all, all he does with Eli, Eli just busts his balls. Like, which is great. Which Peyton, Peyton will just be like, blah, 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 blah. And Eli last night was like, okay, Romo. And it was, like, it was just funny. He threw it at him. He's like, he's like, you're not Romo. And Eli would say that shit to him like, you're not Romo, and like, calm down and all this funny shit. And then uh, two weeks ago when he put on that Ravens helmet – and the helmet was way too small for Peyton. Oh Manning's yeah, head. that was great. Eli's like, "Wow, a helmet that doesn't fit my brother's head." Another, another shocking storyline. And it was just like all he does is just roast Peyton. Like it feels like he's just there to like shit on his brother. Absolutely, which is fine. And I and I like that because that gives you an authentic like we're in the Manning brothers' living room feel of watching the game. Like yeah, we're just like kind of hanging out. Let's watch some football and let's talk some shit. Like, I don't, you know, like, because if I was watching football with Peyton, I would totally expect him to be like, oh, yeah, look, watch this, watch this, look at this, look at that, blah, blah, blah. That's the beauty of playing with Peyton. Manning's upset. But then you're playing with, then you're hanging out with Eli, and Eli's sitting there like, yeah, I mean, I I know what coverage they're in. I just really don't give a fuck. Have you seen how big my brother's forehead is? Yes. You know what I mean? Manning, you can tell. Feels for every quarterback. He has no allegiances anymore. He's not like I'm rooting for this guy. He's like I'm rooting for all quarterbacks. That's Peyton Manning. Yeah. And Peyton yeah. Manning's like when he when he had like he had a ball in his hand like two weeks ago and he's like, don't throw it, don't throw it. And he's like, he grabs his head and he's like he threw it. He's like that's the worst thing to do. He Was that it. the uh, interception in the end zone yes. with the Raiders? Yes, interception the in the end zone. Yeah. And you can see Eli is just like. That was dumb. <laughs> and you know what I mean? It's just like, and Manning is like, feels for the quarterback, is like trying to motivate them, like, oh, he should look for this. Well, like because, he sees this coming because over. Peyton sees it the different way. Peyton takes it more personally than, than Eli does. But I mean, like, when we talked, we, we talked to Jarvis Green two weeks ago, and we, you know, we were referring to Eli as Slingblade, and he was like, wait, that's what y'all call him? <laughs> like, that's great. Like, loved it. Like, and it's not because Eli, it's just because he just lacks, not because he lacks personality, it's just, his no, he pers- lacks personality. His personality is just very dry. Yes. And it's just... Not even British humor dry. He's just like, meh. Whatever, man. I don't know. Like, I'm a Manning. I won two Super Bowls. He's like, he's like I'm a Manning. I, he's like, I did what I was supposed to, I guess. I'm a Manning. I, I played care. in New York on the New Yorkiest team, and I won two Super Bowls, and I'm still looked down upon. <laughs> Seriously, dude. Won two Super Bowls for the New York fucking Giants, and everybody's still like, he's like, fuck you. Everyone's like, borderline. 
Super Bowl Hall of Fame caliber quarterback, your brother was better. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh, man, if we'd only had his brother all those years, it's like, yeah, why? You would have wasted him, too. Dude, people are saying his nephew is going to be better than him. The nephew hasn't even played in a college game yet. They're like, oh, he's going to end up being better than Eli. He's like, what the fuck? I mean, he could what end up being I... better than both of them. Let's be honest. Yeah. We don't know. Dude, that's a tall task. But we don't, but we but don't know. Like, we don't know. But I'm I mean, saying the disrespect that Eli gets. Like, yeah, Eli, I, Eli is the Rodney Dangerfield of the Manning family. I, I disrespect Eli because... I'm a Patriots fan. I have to disrespect you. Have to. Like, you I have to. You have to. No it's choice. in my blood. You have no choice. But I'm like, come on, man. You can't talk shit about this. This guy's nephew's going to beat him, and he hasn't played one college game yet. Like, come on. That's awful. I mean, you're right. The disrespect is real. But we've got a little ways to go before prove wrong. I mean, the kid hasn't even committed to a college yet, and they're already talking about how he's going to be better than Eli. They're like, they're like, everyone's like, everyone's like, Eli's, like, Eli's, Eli's like, I'm going to go backhand the shit. Out of Cooper's kid, right now, dude. Imagine, imagine if he goes to Bama, he'd break all he'd break all time jersey sales, dude. If he goes, I, I people in Alabama would be getting arrested left and right. Listen, Roll Tide, right man. now, if I'm if I'm the University of Miami, I'm firing everybody after the season. I'm throwing an empty check at Eric Bieniemy. He is not going to Miami. There's and no way. I'm saying, get me Peyton's kid. Nope. He uh, is Peyton's nephew. Hundred percent nephew. He's going to a southern school. That school is a party school, and that is not considered a southern school. What are you talking about? Every southern school is a party school. You ever been to Ole Miss, dude? I'm just saying. You ever he's, been to, you ever he's going. He's going to Ole Miss. He's going to Tennessee. He's going Listen, to man, Alabama. We didn't, we didn't he to, might we even go to Texas A&M. Is Ham you for no reason? He might even consider LSU. I think. Well, USC, I think was the uh, was the rumor for Bienemy, and then that got shot down. Well, Bienemy's not leaving right now. Not right now, but. The rumors are already starting to swirl. I'm just saying, please, God damn it, Miami. Fire everybody. Get a good coach in there, and please let us get a recruit because I want to see Peyton's nephew in a Hurricanes uniform in the worst way. That would just – I would literally just be like – it would be like – it would be just as good as the day Peyton signed with the Broncos for me. That was so shocking to me. I was like, I can't fucking believe this is going to happen. I thought Manning was 100% going to be a 49er. I, I, knew like, he, I knew he wasn't. Knew he wasn't. 100%. I had already already had the custom-ordered Peyton Manning Denver Broncos oh, jersey from NFL.com before we two get, weeks before he even signed with the Broncos. Before we get on to future Manning, Peyton Manning news for the, yes. For the Broncos. Okay. Yes, we can do that. How do you, so overall, ABCD scoring of Manning and Manning ESPN Monday nights? Oh, A+. Plus. I love it. I'm going to be honest with you. It's a B right now. I love it this, because it's different. It's better. It's funny. It's not. You're saying right now, A plus, it can't get better than what it is. Oh, it can get better. So it can't be an A plus? Oh, it can be A plus plus. Fuck you. There's no, there's no such thing. No one's getting A plus plus on any of that. Listen, bro, if shit. you can give 110%, then you can get an A plus plus. Oh, God damn it. I mean, if we're I, going I think it's. I think it's a B. Okay. All right. So I'll give it a solid B plus right now then. Fine. That's different. That's B good. plus because I think that, yeah, there is room to grow and get better. And I think that the, the, the production value of it will get better. And there'll, there'll be, you know, the, the audio at times is a little lacking. Like you can kind of hear, you can't hear. The videos lags. You yes. know, things yep. like that happen, whatever. But I think it could get better, but not from like from what they're doing, the way that they bring it about and the, the way they do what they do. No, I think just keep doing what you're doing because it's funny as hell. I think they it's need- informative. It's funny. It's entertaining. I think they need the, more time. The only thing I think they could they could they could bring up is the production value of it. Well, and yeah, I mean it it's ESPN, like and I mean ESPN used to have a bottomless pit of money, but not anymore because they, you know, went out and paid people like Jamel Hill and 
Nah, know, it's all Dan, gone. Dan Lebetard and well, they they I mean they still spent money. You know, they did, but lots no, of it. They're all gone now. Right, they're cutting costs at a alarming rate, but um, they should. But um, um, also, I think I, I gave you one more video, if you don't mind playing that one. It's the video of Gronkowski last night uh, on the Manning and Manning as a... Oh, hold on, you're going to have to give me a minute. I didn't, yeah, I no didn't problem. So, for... Song. That's okay. So, when... Oh, no, not that one. That one is a play that I find fucking hilarious. Um, Bob, you agree with me, right? There it I is, mean, right there. That's, that's good offensive oh. football right there. Hang on. You're burying the lead. There we go. So, uh, this one coming up, they, they bring on Rob Gronkowski, who... Uh, if you want to watch the video with us live, you're going to. He is clearly preoccupied. It looks like he's playing PlayStation 5. You'll see, like, a controller come up really quick, and then, like, he hides it. And he's calling in from a potato because the quality of Gronk's connection is piss poor. And Gronk could give a shit less about anything that's going on in this game. And then I, thought, I don't think it's this video, but Gronk also admits last night that he watches zero film. He said he has a, he has a tablet from the Patriots still, which he hasn't. He said he didn't. He never charged in, in like the last three years he was on the Patriots. <laughs> he never plugged it in. You're like meh. He doesn't watch it. He goes, if I feel good, I run. He goes, that's it. He goes, that's my game plan. I mean, it worked. It works for him. It works for him. So here, check this shit out. Rob, you agree with me, right? I mean, that's that's good offensive football right there. No, it's great. It's beautiful. I kind of was dazing off, but Good. it's beautiful football. Eli, you got anything? Eli, you got anything for Gronk? Eli, how about a follow-up for Gronk off of that uh, just uh, outstanding answer? Very insightful. You, you, he'd be, you'd be a great color, color guy, Gronk. You got a bright future ahead of you. I think announcing. Hey, I was an analyst. <laughs> so that, that's how Gronk ends it. Hey, I was an analyst on Fox. Yeah, I was an analyst on Fox for like five minutes. Seven weeks, and he yeah. left. Yeah. So yeah, he's clearly playing PlayStation, which I but that's the thing I love about this is like they bring guys in and you're gonna have guys like Gronk who like they're like, Yeah, I guess I'll do it, whatever. I'm still playing PlayStation, but like It feels like they just like FaceTimed him and he's like, What's up? And he's like, mm-hmm. you're all live in ESPN. And he's like, Okay. You watching the game? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> not watching not, it at all. Not watching it at all. I'm actually playing Madden right now. His girlfriend fiance could be like twerking in front of him, he's like, Sure am. Yeah. <laughs> What's what's big on PlayStation Five right now? What's the big? He's probably game? playing like Warzone or some shit. It's one of the Call it's of Duty. It's gotta be things. like a PUBG thing or a Call. He's of Duty not. Thing. He's not a Fortnite guy. PUBG? No, I'm saying Gronk. He is not a Fortnite guy. Nah, you know, I dude, think no Paxton, way. He's too old to be a he's pub, too, uh, Fortnite guy. He's 30, 31. Yeah, that's too. Dude, there were like fifty year olds playing Fortnite. Nah, that's too old. Like Paxton Lynch was a Fortnite guy. That's why he failed as a quarterback in the NFL. No, Gronk is like, give me guns to blow shit up. That's Gronk. Call of Duty. Call of Duty all or, day. Or, or Battlefield or one of those things. Warzone, whatever the hell it's called. I mean, Halo comes out in November. I can't wait. I'm actually going to buy a new Xbox for that. Just for that. Shocker. It's the only reason I play video games, Sean, is to stay good at Halo. As a matter of fact, I might play Halo tonight. Nice. I might actually just fire up the Master Chief Collection. and I, I have to work, so that's not nuts. an option for me. I have a tea time at 10.50 tomorrow. Aww. Very stressful. Aww. Um. I'm going for 85 tomorrow. 85 is my goal mm. score for tomorrow. Probably going to shoot a 110, but I'm going for 85. But I'm going to bring these I'll with fi- me. I'll feel for you. Yeah, I'm going to bring those. these. I'm going to bring these. So I got I get this, and I got a little C4 pre-workout. And Dude, stop using all your, your junk. What? <laughs> oh, good enough. <laughs> oh, I love these. <coughs> um... Last thing on oh, oh. last thing on Manning? No, I do not. Sure? I smelled it before when you had it in your cup this far away. 
Um, last Ooh, last thing on Manning. Yeah. Do you wanna do you wanna break the potential future Manning news? Ugh. Not break, but well, let's talk about it. Uh, so there is a rumor that is circulating out there in a lot of media circles that Peyton Manning and John Elway are forming either one or multiple owners, uh, potential owners groups that are looking to purchase the Denver Broncos. Now, if Peyton Manning and John Elway somehow get in on an owners group and buy the Denver Broncos, and Peyton Manning and John Elway are owners of the Broncos, I foresee a run that will make the Patriots run for the last 20 years look like peanuts. How does Peyton Manning... Peyton Manning's not going to put together a team. He's going to be a No, no, no. They're not going to put together a team, but they're going to put together people that know how to put together a team because neither one of those motherfuckers like to lose. Sure. So, so, <coughs> the, so the, the plan is... I can smell it from here. Love it. It's so the good. Plan, I forgot how much I love that. The plan is to just draft his nephew. <laughs> Sign me up. Where do I sign? Joey's like, Joey Joey brings got? back Mike Ditka from the dead. What do we actually. got? What do we got? Five years before that happens? Not actually dead. All right, Mike 2026? Ditka. Get in 2026, here. 2026, Arch Manning is our quarterback in Denver. I am so fucking in. I am so down. Sign me up. The Denver Broncos trade five first-round picks for Arch Manning. Just give it all up. I don't care. Like At that point, who gives a shit? Because then you know Peyton's going to put the right guys around him. But He's going to be like, oh, look, we got Todd Mudd, uh, 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 Mudd uh, Howard Mudd's grandson, who's now a coach. He's going to be the offensive line coach. And, you know, Tom Moore, who's the offensive coordinator, like, oh, look at this. His son is now an esteemed, you know, head coaching candidate, and we're going to put him in. And then, you know, be like, hey, Vic Fangio, cool. Thanks, brother. We appreciate you. Thanks for the Super Bowl. We oh, got you. With- oh, he's still going to be there? Well, because he's going to get a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers oh, when we get sure. him. So. Yeah. We're going to get at least one out of Vic Fangio, and then Vic's going to be like, sick, this is awesome. And See then, you later. And then who's the other potential buyer? John Elway? No. Peyton Manning? No. Jeff Bezos? Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos is not going to buy the Broncos. I don't think the NFL owners are going to allow Jeff Bezos in. Jeff Bezos to the moon. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> the only other two, there are two other people that I would love to see join John Elway and Peyton Manning in purchasing the Broncos. Who? Matt and Trey. Oh, shut up. You and the South Park guys. Dude. There, there is, unless. I'm just saying, they, they've, they've, they've been sniffing around at buying the Nuggets. They would be the Jennifer the Lopez of owning a team. But they would be, but they've got money, and they can put it into it, and it's a business venture, and they love the Broncos, and they love to win. That's all I care about. It, like, look, if I could get four Mark Cubans to run the Broncos, I'll take that all day. All day, What dude. if Mark Cuban wants to buy in? No. If I can get four Mark Cubans, but I don't want the real Mark. No, Cuban. no, no, no. What I mean by Mark Cubans is guys that have like that have grown up and like are are ride or die with Colorado. They're ride or die with the Broncos. Like Mark Cuban was a Mavs fan before he bought the Mavs. Mm-hmm. That'd be like me buying the Broncos. Like, do you think if I bought the Broncos that we would ever have a losing season ever again? Yes. Many. No, we wouldn't. No, we wouldn't. You'd make some very questionable decisions. Uh, no, I would be making none of the decisions. Because I would be paying people a shitload of money to make decisions for me. Yes, because because I know a little bit about football, but I don't know what these guys know about football. So I would fuck it. I would find out who the people to pay are, and then I would make sure that those guys were obvi- obviously left in charge at all times. And then we would just win and win and win and win and win, and it wouldn't matter. I'd be like, listen, you think that free agent, you you. He's, he's a little overpriced. You think he can help the team win? Go get him. I mean, I'd be like Jerry Jones, but better. I'd be like the early 90s version of Jerry Jones. Ah, God. All right. 
Let me hit the Powerball three times in the next year, and I'm going to buy the Broncos. God is my witness. You need to win the Powerball more than three times. All right, let me hit the Powerball five times. You're going to pay like a billion and a half for the Broncos? Well, I'm assuming it's going to get pretty up there. Oh, so you're going to hit a mega jackpot five times. No, no, no. I mean, I'm going to have to hit the mega jackpot, no splitsies, for like, you know, 500 mil. Mm, all right, maybe eight times. I'm, let me hit the Powerball eight times in the next three years. Listen, you I'm would, buying the Broncos. You would need to buy a team. If you'd be known as the luckiest man on earth, you hit the Powerball. And I would buy the Bron- I would just buy the Broncos, and I'd be like, oh, my God, I, and I want to print money. And then I would buy, like, five Chick-fil-A's, and I'd be like, I'm set. That's it. That's, that's, I'm good. <laughs> I got the Broncos and Chick-fil-A. What the fuck else could you possibly need in this and world? And Joe is like, and we... Uh, open on Sundays at Chick Fil A now. No, like, no, 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 no. No one works. I'm joking. For no the one games. works on Sundays. Not, not even during games. Oh no, no Chick Fil A. As a matter of fact, anybody who wants Sundays off can have them. We will staff you with temporary staff. We have a waiting list where we will pay people fifty bucks an hour to come what in the and work. What are you talking I got about? The, I got, I got this shit all figured out, son. I got it all figured out. All I need is the opportunity, Sean. All I need is the opportunity. I will change lives. Crazy person. I will alter the face of business. Just need the chance. 774-992-8702. That is the phone number. If you want to get in touch with us, give us a call. We're going to talk about a little bit about your patriots here coming up. Uh, Sean, let's get into this win. Yeah. Which win are we talking about? Uh, this, this first win for Mac Jones. The first win of what is going to be many wins for Mr. Mac Jones. Now, there is a lot of, I don't know, indecisiveness on a, on an armchair quarterback Monday going on about, well, Mac Jones was good, but was he great? It's like, well, no, he's a rookie. He's played two games. Like, let's pump the brakes on what we should see from our future quarterback. Like, he doesn't have to come in here and blow, you know, blow the doors off the goddamn hinges in order to impress everybody. He's methodical. He's accurate. He's taking what's open. He's taking what's given to him, and he's not turning the ball over. What more can you ask for from a rookie quarterback? I mean, if you want to look at the opposite end of the spectrum, let's look at Trevor Lawrence, the number one overall pick. Trevor Lawrence looks like the game is going 150 miles an hour in front of him. When he's playing, he is slinging the ball all over the field, and he's getting picked off. He looks rusty. He looks uh, like he's not sure what he's seeing. Same thing could be said for Zach Wilson. Can we talk about Zach Wilson on Sunday? Zach Wilson threw four interceptions easily to the Patriots' defense, and he should have had Two more that were dropped by Patriot defenders. Two more. How many do you think Denver's going to get off him? Because I said on the show last week, I said we would get three off Trevor Lawrence. We got one, and we had two drops, which I'm bummed about. There was two that were dropped. But how many do you think Denver's going to get off Zach Wilson? Let me tell you. I live tweet some of the games sometimes if I'm home. And I said in the middle. You, you and I should start doing a Peyton and Eli thing. Like we should just zoom, zoom in and just watch the games together. And I, would, I would swear so much. So what? I, would just, I know, but it's just like... It's my, row one, he, seat one. It's rated R. Everybody knows this. I know, but my son in the background would be like, Mother F. I'm like, no, not you. <laughs> um, Get me out of this goddamn crib. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real story. Yeah. Sean's kid actually said that. Yeah, it's a <laughs> damn shame. But he says it in such a sweet way. He does. He, he does. sprinkles... He's like salt bay for damn. Get me out of this damn crib. <laughs> um, he's two, by the way. He is two, yeah. 
which is, he's really, 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 really adorable. He's starting to talk a lot, and it's really adorable. Yeah, thank so you. So he's at that he's at that stage now where like he's accidentally going to say like really funny stuff. Oh, he does already. Which makes me like that makes me want to hang out with him because I'm yeah. like you know like what's he into like the does, honesty is does he want to go out does, oh, does, out there. does, does he like to drink because we we can go play Keno at Knuckleheads we can go you know him and I I'll take him out for a day. You know what I don't force anything on him. Like I like I'm like you want to watch Blippy? You watch whatever you want. This is like sidetracked, obviously. He <laughs> he got into he found Batman cartoons on said leave this on, and then he's like, can we watch more? And I'm like, it's in it's in your blood. It's just there. It's in your blood. It's just like when like my like if I ever had a kid, God forbid, save heaven and earth, that kid would be like, there are only three things in life: the Lakers, the Broncos, and Godzilla. <laughs> and he's and like. like and I'm all out of God. Sorry, sir. I'm sorry. There's four things, son. Four. Okay. You're forgetting NASCAR. Okay. Thanks. Go ahead. He's like, all hail Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> <laughs> my my kid. Would, I, I might name my kid Dale just just because. Dale Junior. And he's like, Junior to what? Just just Dale Junior. Dale Junior. You get just it. Just Um. What are we talking about? I'm sorry. I got sidetracked. Oh, we're talking about Zach Wilson sucking. Zach Wilson. So by the end of the second quarter, there was distinct. They they had no confidence in him to throw. It would be first and ten, run. Four or five yards. Patriots couldn't really stop the run on Sunday I really, either. So I really didn't watch the Patriots game Sunday because I was back and forth between – because my brother was here. So we were watching the Colts and the Broncos. Yeah, no problem. Because everybody played – all my – everybody I wanted to watch played at freaking 1 o'clock, and that really annoyed the hell out of me. Uh, so we were watching – we were back and forth between the, the Colts and the, and the Broncos, but I did see a lot of posts on social media of little ghost emojis – so sick of that. Let that die. That was two years ago. It didn't work. Don't bring it back. Now, the New York media, New York media immediately went back to that and said, like, he's, it's, it's Sam Darnold all over again. After, there was, it was his first game at home in front yep. of his own fans. They booed him in the second quarter and third and fourth. They booed their rookie quarterback already. Jets fans are morons. Jets ownership is stupid. They got a bad coaching staff. They have bad ownership. Like I, I like the coach. Every- Salada, Salada, how do you say his name? I like him as a defensive coordinator. I don't well, think he's a head coach. Not as a head coach. And his I mean, come on, man. That guy, that's we're talking about the guy that took all the heat off of Dan Campbell after he made the like, we're gonna chew your kneecaps comment. And then he went and made his press conference and everybody was like, forget Dan Campbell. Did you see what the fuck this guy just Yeah. It, it, they, it's what is going on over here? They have a crazy knack for knowing how to pick shots. Just like Adam Gase comes in there, just like like he's like like just rolling. By the way, like just wide eyed. Sam like, Darnold in, in Carolina right now, Chef's kiss. Oh my God, Sam Darnold's doing exactly what we thought Sam Darnold should have done with the Jets all all along. And Sam Darnold, listen, like, I would have been fine. I thought when I thought when Sam Darnold was on the trading block, I was like, I, I knew Denver was heavy on him. And heavy in on him, I was okay with that. But I, I can't believe how bad Zach Wilson looked. And Wilson looked like deer in headlights, had no confidence in himself. Right was, Sam Donald was, throwing, was throwing balls, I agree with that, was throwing balls into the heart of the field where the Patriots guys were standing there waiting for the balls like it was a punt. And then they were like, fuck. Like there was no Jet players around. Two of those interceptions, no Jets were around at mm-hmm. all. 
And two of the other ones, one was another drop by J.C. Jackson again, and the other drop was by Joan Williams, who was another corner that I'm not crazy about. But he was – both of them were drops. He should have had six interceptions in the game, six. If, was he Nathan Peterman? What's, is it, what's the record? What's the record for interceptions in a game for a quarterback? Nathan Peterman, isn't it? I thought he had four in, like, like in a row. Well, he had four consecutive, right? <laughs> yeah, that was the four consecutive. That was the first ever. Let me check. Most but what's the record for most interceptions in a game? Does anybody know that? Anybody listening? Anybody in the chat? If you know who it was and what the record is, I would love to know that. That's a, that would be such an interesting stat if you can beat us to the answer over here. Jeez, seven. Ken Stabler, Steve DeBerg, and Ty Detmer. You know what? Ken Stabler, I'm shocked about. Ty Detmer, not a shock. It's Ty Detmer. Stabler and DeBerg, I'm a little bit surprised DeBerg, by. DeBerg, that's an old, that's a whole another lifetime ago. But I'm just saying, that's still seven? Damn. But uh, going back to the Patriots, I, I'm, I'm loving Mac Jones. I, I, I love that he's, hey, you want to be safe right now? You want to take all the underneath shit and just, you know, be careful with everything? I'm oh, fine you mean, with that. Oh, you mean do exactly what Tom Brady did for the first four years of his career? I'm okay. Learn that way. Yeah. yeah I life. mean, worked once. Why wouldn't it work again? And it's not like Bill Belichick hasn't been down this road before with a young quarterback. I mean, granted, I don't know if Mac Jones is going to have, you know, Cam Newton's not going to come off the bench and grab Mac Jones and be like, fuck that. Get out there and sling it and then shove him on the field like Bledsoe did. It's going to be Brady. Brian Hoyer. Yeah. Go out there and throw it <laughs> in the shove. dirt three feet before your receiver. <laughs> They'll love you. I promise. It's like, God, Jesus Christ, can we get this guy out of here? Anyway. Uh, but no, I listen. Mac Jones to me, and and I said this. Uh, I I I think it was Pat that called in last week. I told Pat last week, like you guys are gonna be one and one. Don't worry, they're gonna eat. The, they're gonna eat the Jets alive, and they did. And they did just that. And they you know did what? exactly what they should have done to the Jets. They did. The offense was very slow and like predictable, though. I actually saw a, more than a few comments about that where people were like, man, this is fucking boring. Fuck this. This is like, oh, like 1983, like uh, circa football. Like, I'm like, yeah, but you're winning. I'm like, you're dominating the shit out of this game. Like, I don't care how you win games as long as you win games. Oh, but it's me playing the Jets. There was quite a few times I'm like, they should sex air- appeal is, is nice, but yeah. it's not necessary. Right, but we were up. What three scores? And I'm like, throw a, throw a deep ball. Fuck it, why not? And they let him throw two. I feel like I don't care what the coach, I don't care what Belichick and McDaniel say. They're like, oh, we're not, we're not, you know, we're not throttling him back. I'm like, bullshit. But everyone's running their, like a five yard slant but over the in middle. Their, in, in your in their defense, though, they really don't have the personnel to run a ton of deep stuff. Sure, they can. I mean, they could throw Aguilar's a speed guy. You can throw him straight out there. That's your one and only. But defense is ready for that. So you have you have Janu Smith and you have Hunter Henry. You paid a shitload of money to. Throw them both out there instead of doing this. Have one come in, have the other one sit. Why aren't we do- running double tight end sets right now? It's a lot can, of questionable stuff. Can you can we stop questioning Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels at this point? Oh no, I'm not questioning Bill Belichick. I'm questioning McDaniels, who I've never been a fan I mean, of offensively. Yeah, but you, you've never been a fan of him offensively. But he was the offensive coordinator when you were down 25 points to the Falcons and came back and won that game. That was also he Tom. Was, 
He was the offensive coordinator when Brady threw for 500 yards in a Super Bowl against the Eagles. Granted, sure. they still lost. Sure. He was the offensive coordinator when, you know, Brady set all sorts of, oh, I don't know, every single record that he's ever set in his life that Peyton Manning ultimately broke a second time. But whatever, no, neither here nor there. Had to throw that in there, didn't you? Well, you know, just got to remember, people, people need to understand that Peyton Manning was a better quarterback than Tom Brady. But that's not, that doesn't matter. It's not the, that's not the discussion we're having here right now. The point I'm getting at is, can we stop doubting Josh McDaniels and, and Bill Belichick at this point? I mean, like, what more do they have to do to earn the trust? Because you're not the only one that said that, Sean. I had a guy today. I talked to a, a, a friend of ours this afternoon, and he's hates Bill Belichick. He's pissed off at Bill Belichick for cutting Cam Newton. What? I rate. What? I rate that Bill Belichick cut Cam Newton and went with the rookie, and I'm like. Has he not seen the games for the last two weeks? That's what I said. And I'm like, did you know what? But there's there are people out there like that that just they will doubt and doubt and doubt and doubt. And I'm like, he's given you six championships in 20 years. What more could you possibly ask for? If when you signed Bill Belichick in 2000 and you said by 2020, the Patriots are going to have six Super Bowls and go to 10. And oh, yeah, right. And, and go and oh, no, eight, right? 10. We lost three. Oh, nine. nine. My bad. Nine. My bad. I'm sorry. You threw me way off of the Sorry. Run. I'm like, wait, no, I know there's not a round number there. I'm thinking of 96 against the Packers. Yeah. Didn't count. Right. Didn't count. If you could go to, you're going to go to nine and you're going to come home with six. Patriot fans would be like, are you, f- what? Are you kidding me? Like, yes, yes, yes. Like, okay, Satan, I will sign on the dotted line. Like, do you need my firstborn or just my soul? Because I'll give you both. That's, Do you that's, want my right testicle as I'm, well? I'm sorry. If you can go back in time and offer that deal to anybody. You are 100% right. Everyone's just like, sign me the fuck up. And then everyone's like, oh, you know, there may be some cheating scandals. Sign me up. Cheat, 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 cheat. Listen, it's not all going to be it's not all going to be peaches and cream. This Absolutely. isn't Sarah Lee. Of course. OK, we're, we're going to have to. There's going to be some tough times and there's going to be some 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 down spots where you think you should have won, but you didn't. That, I think, is the catch-22 for Patriot fans. Is they had it so good for so long that, yeah, they, they love the six Super Bowl wins, but they look at the three that got away, or they look at the three losses to Peyton Manning in the AFC Championship game, and they're like, or, or the loss to Baltimore, and they're like, damn it, we could have had like 11. I, I get it. I've said it on the show for two years. You, you've been my witness. I said, listen, I get it. It's coming to an end. I'm ready to embrace the future. I thought it was going to be five, ten years. I was joking with you. I'm like, I might actually get season tickets because yeah. people will be like, ah, it's too much money. We're, we're losers right now. Screw this. We're out of here. And then we draft Mac Jones, and I'm like, ah, he's not the most talented guy of the five quarterbacks. Like, he's, like, probably, like, the least athletic one. Like, he'll probably be good. And then he comes into camp. He's killing it. He beats out Cam. Beats out Cam so well they have to cut Cam. He's starting – He's incredibly efficient. He's not turning the ball over, and he looks good doing it. And I'm like, fuck. I'm like, I might not be getting season tickets for quite a while. Like, he's only going to get better, hopefully. He's only going to get better, and especially with Belichick and McDaniels coaching him up. Like, well, as long as Belichick's there, the Patriots are going to have a shot. That's the thing. Like, they're going to be in the mix every and, single year as long as Bill Belichick is, is the head coach of that team. And rumors have confirmed that without Belichick saying it, he won Shula's record. He's staying until he gets that record. That's what he wants. As he should. He wants to 
the old man by being another old man to pass him. And he, I think Belichick probably wants to do it while Shula's is alive to give him like the double bird. I think he only needs what three more years, four more years. Like he needs like two and a half great years, or like three and a half like. Because what was he, I think we did this last year. I want to see. He's he was, at he's like he's at like two hundred and eighty-one wins right now, or something. Isn't that what, what he's what he's at right now? Belichick is like number three all time on coaching wins, I believe. Am I correct? We're gonna find out. We're gonna find out right here. So you've got uh, so Belichick is at uh, two eighty one. Yep. Okay, I three, nailed that. Three twenty eight. Ooh, you're talking about so, a few seasons. So thirty eight and nine, what forty seven? Hmm. So forty seven wins. Is that that include playoffs though? No, I think this is just regular season. Just regular season? I'm fairly certain this is just regular season. So Belichick might need to hang around for five more years until he's 75? I think he gets it in four. Dude, if we, he gets it in four, I am a very happy Patriots fan. I, I've basically suffered no downtime. What did I say, 47? Yeah, he needs 47. You're talking about like, like 14 and three years, my man. <laughs> I'd be very happy with that. If they can average twelve wins, if they can go twelve wins a year for the next four years, he's I'm got a very, it. I'm an extremely ecstatic Patriots fan. If we go twelve and five, I mean, for the next granted, four the years. extra game a year, it's actually going to work out in Belichick's favor. Sure, of course it is, because that's an added opportunity where a game where a year where they might have only won ten, they get eleven. Mm-hmm. A year where they might have only won eleven, they get twelve. Listen, man, I think Mac Jones is the truth. I said it last week on the show. I think this kid is is set to, like. Blaze, like he's set to become great, dude. The guys, and the guys in the team love him. The attitude. I thought the like the giving the ball away for the first touchdown thing, like not wanting the ball. For I don't the, think he knew he was being recorded. He's like, whatever, I don't want it. I I just think that was a little bit of a hardo move. Like, okay, like come on, man. Like it's your first NFL touchdown. Take the yeah. goddamn ball. Somebody came out and gave it to you. Just take the ball. Yeah. Like someone's gonna get it and give it to you after the game anyway. Like, but like the visual of you being like, nah, I don't care, a lot to go. Like. All right, yeah, we get it. You got a lot to go, but mm-hmm. that still your first one, dude. Like, just because it's my first one, I'm keeping that goddamn just because ball. The, the first time, right? The first time I, you know, my first car, you know, it might not. It's definitely not the best car I'm ever gonna own, but it's still my first car. Mm-hmm. You know, the first girl I had, I, I slept with, was still not, still the first one. I mean, you can't replace it. It is what it is. It's just gotcha. Like, you can't. So don't be a hardo. Take the ball. Put that shit on your mantle. And every once in a while, you know, during the offseason. You probably did. You sit there, you have a glass of scotch, you smoke a cigar, and you look there and you go, wow. Oh. He is a cigar smoker, and it, he is a scotch drinker. That Me and Matt Jones are going to be boys before this is all over, bro. I'm telling you. I'm going to become a, the, 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 We're going to do a total. This this world, because this world's getting flipped upside down. Yep. Well, I'm going to become a fucking diehard Patriots fan before Matt Jones' <laughs> career is over. Hey, on draft day, they were like, Mac Jones might get drafted top three, might get drafted in the second round. They show him on camera. He looks up. He goes, winks. I'm like, he doesn't even know he's on camera. He just winks at the camera like thinking like the doctor Doesn't give a shit. Because, wow, I'm telling you, man, that, like if he drinks scotch, smokes cigars, and likes to chill the fuck out. They have man. him in the Alabama locker room after winning the game. Bruh. Big cigar in his mouth. Right, but like, I mean, but that doesn't mean he likes cigars, though. I mean, he just could have had one because it was a victory thing and it's ceremonial and you do that and that's mm. that's kind of what it is. Still. I mean, listen, man, is are we going Drew Estate? You like Fuentes? You like Ashton's, bro? Like, what do you want? Like, I got you. I got you. I got a box. Like, I can do this stuff. Like, I like these things. How do you feel that 
he has his girlfriend. And just so the, uh, just in case anybody's wondering, I do not smoke cigars. I do not inhale tobacco. I do not do any of those things. In case no, anybody none of from us my, do. Any, in case anybody from my work is listening, come on. Hello, Patrick. Hey, what's up, guys? Patrick, what is going on, my friend? How's it going? Not bad, man. Not bad. How are you doing, Sean? I'm living the dream. Dude, Fast did a good job last week talking Patriots. Patriots on his own. It was, it was a he's, good, uh, good he's show. He's fine. I like when Sean's there, but Fast did a good job. Did, did you not hear Joey 30 seconds before you called in saying he believes that before Mac yep. Jones retires, he'll be a diehard Patriots fan? Oh, I heard it. I was proud. I'm just saying, this, kid, this kid's got it, bro. He's from Bama. He likes yep. stogies. He likes scotch. I mean, everything is pointing awesome. in the right direction. For right this before kid. Patrick yep. came in, I was going to ask you, did you also hear that? He has a girlfriend. He's not, he's not getting engaged. He's just a girlfriend. He has her go outside with him and run plays in the, uh, I did, in the backyard. Yeah, I did. Awesome. Fucking hilarious. I thought, you know, and that's great because you know what I do when, I, when, I'm sitting, uh, when I'm sitting outside and I'm enjoying a nice, tasty adult beverage? And I'm, you know, using my 56-degree wedge, and I'm, you know, chipping around the backyard getting ready for, you know, whatever. Like, I got a 10.50 tee time tomorrow at Allendale, and I plan on shooting at 85. Uh, I go outside, and I go, you know, get warmed up in the backyard, flick the wrist, you know, get the get the 56 yep. snapping. You know, get to get my wedges snapping because that's where I make my money. My driver sucks. My irons are very inconsistent. But I make my money, you know, like 60 yards and in, 50 yards and in. My wife will come out with me, and she'll start. She'll grab a wedge, and she'll just start plunking foam balls all over the yard. Saying, I, I mean, listen, man, like we on the same and, page. And me pretty, and this Mac Jones kid sound like we get along. And pretty, and pretty soon, it's seamless. You're not at work. It never ends. The game is your life, and then he's just great. I'm, I'm telling you, he's rookie of the goddamn year. He is a wow. fucking efficient through two uh, games. He is yeah. efficient. A- absolutely, absolutely. I don't care Both that he has one touchdown. Whoever the best quarterback. Whoever the best rookie quarterback is typically wins rookie of the year. Okay. Mac Jones is going to win that. Now, yeah, my boy, it. my boy PS2, he's winning defensive player of the year. I mean, he picked off the number one overall pick. Oh, oh you mean the oh, Sertan? I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Patrick Sertan, the second yep. PS2. So, uh, so Pat, what do you think? What's going on with you? Um, I so I look, I know the box score sucks. He plays a lot better than the box score. Um, do you think, I feel like everyone asked Josh Green is the same question. Do you think they'll open it up eventually? I know it's only been two games, so do you think they'll eventually let him just huck it or will he just play safe football all year? No, I think he should allow him to, like, if they trust him, allow it. You're going to make mistakes. Like, how many times, I'm a big baptism by fire guy. You you know, some of the best players in football have been baptized in fire, and either it makes you or it breaks you. Like, that's how you learn the game. So, I I agree with what you're saying, baptism by fire. But no, I don't think they're just going to let Mac Jones run out there and, and not constantly and, and go nuts. Absolutely not. Will they let him do it for a you know a drive here, a drive there? Yes, because they got to let the kid get some you know water under you know get his get his you know get, you got to get his dick wet a little bit, right? Mm, just a tip. But just a tip. But no, I don't think you got to do that because look, if you go out there and this kid and you just turn the kid loose, and he goes out there and he throws twenty five interceptions. That can have a negative impact on the kids, on on the kids, uh, you know, his confidence, sure. his psyche, everything. I think with what you're going to see with Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels grooming a fresh quarterback after 20 years of having Tom yeah. Brady, there when what they are going to do is they are going to allow, they are going to pick and choose the spots. 
where he yeah. is going to be allowed to do his thing and he's going to be able to allow to flex a little bit. But no, he is going to be on a very tight leash, and this makes sense because if you're Bill and you're and you're Josh, you're you're trying to minimize the damage that he can do. You know you've got a pretty decent team around him. Yeah. You know you can probably win 10, 11, 12 games, get in the playoffs, and have a chance. And then when you get to those, but yeah, there will be situations in the regular season where they're going to want to see like, all right, fourth and fourth and seven. And we need this to either close the game or keep the game alive. Go get it. Or there's a big third down or something like that. And they're going to let him call the play, do what he's got to do and make and make the play and either sink or swim. But they're going to minim- they're going to mitigate how much damage he's going to be allowed to do to the rest of the team because Bill is not in the business of losing. Correct. Last year drove yeah. Bill insane, and yeah. I and I I, I say that I based on think. purely, I, I purely base that on just my own observation. I don't know anybody. No one I know has said that. I've talked to a lot of people within those walls over the last eighteen months. Uh, no one has said that, but I just that's what I believe. And I think it drove Bill nuts last year to not have the average. Yeah, and Robert Kraft. Yeah, absolutely. Kraft wants to win too. Kraft doesn't want it. Kraft wants to be on his plane, you know, getting massages at you know little like parlors down in Florida, and then be on his plane to an AFC Championship game somewhere. Yeah, you know, like I mean, the man's a baller. Like, let's call it what it is. I mean, this dude, like, he buys Bentleys for rappers and gets him out of prison. Like. What more can you say about Robert Kraft that hasn't been yeah. said about Gandhi? I mean, like, Jesus Christ, the man's amazing. So you gotta, you've got to understand, though, these guys are winners born and bred. They are winners through and through. There yep. is no losing here. They don't want to lose. And as much as it pisses me off and I don't want it to happen, I've also, over the last 20 years, you know, started to kind of, you know, understand that even me, I, as powerful as I am, cannot stem the coming tide. Like, I just have to understand it's going to happen and shit's going to go the way it goes. Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick are going to limit how much damage. They're going to limit the floor for Mac Jones. But his ceiling is unlimited, if that makes any sense. Yes, it does. Now, some very smart people who I trust came up with a great thought process that the Patriots and I'm, I'm, Pat, I'm sure you've heard the same things that I did all day today. Josh McDaniels, Bill Belichick, other offensive players said, no, we're not limiting him. We're not limiting him. They're going to say that until they're dead and blue in the face. Some very smart people have said they think they are going to they think they are limiting the playbook, not him, just the playbook, because yeah. they know they're not going to they're not going to last against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, Tom Brady's going to come in here, and Tom Brady's going to try to step on your throat to be like, you know what? I need to beat every team, and the Patriots are the last team I need to beat to beat every team in the league at least one time. And that's gonna yeah. be his, it's going to be Brady's last chance to beat New England in New England, yeah. probably first and only chance. And I think they're going to say, you know what, Mac? If you're going to throw it downfield this time, we're not expected to win the game. Ty Law, it, Ty Law said it this weekend. Ty Law said the first time he faced Jerry Rice, everyone expected Jerry Rice to beat the shit out of him. He goes... I went into that game thinking they all think I'm going to lose. So if I lose, it's no big deal. But if I yeah. win, I'm the fucking man. And he goes, yeah. I beat Jerry Rice my first time playing him. I allowed him to get one catch. 
And that was such a winner's mentality. Mm -hmm. He says Mac Jones should have that same mentality when, quote-unquote, facing Brady. Everyone's expecting you to lose. You're a rookie. You're playing on a team. He's coming back. He has a vendetta. He wants to beat you guys. If you go out there and blow the doors off, you cement yourself immediately as, like, you have a bigger legacy to go forward now. Like, you become the fucking man. And that was exactly Ty Ty Law's exact words. And I was like... You know what? They My might God, be dude. they might be limiting him to be like, let's just fucking air it out against Tampa Bay. What a conundrum! Let's start two one. We'll go to Tampa and give him hell. Sean's right because Who if they the come f- out against Tampa and they're like, all right, we're gonna run the football four times straight. Brady's <laughs> gonna be like, are these guys fucking with me? And just throw fifty points up. So uh, I think Sean's right. Start two and one and just go fucking air it out, Bama style against the Bucks. Because you're not gonna win that game. Yeah, all the, right. The, the, I mean, I'm going the, the you're going to that game. Yeah, I got a ticket from a friend. I got lucky. Wicked wow. lucky. But... Dude, that's going to be amazing. Like, I, yeah. I know it's going to happen. I don't know who I'm going to root for. People are going to cheer the shit out of Brady when he first comes out of the tunnel because it's like a yeah. thank you. And then, I'm sorry, when that game turns on, the Patriots fans are going to be Patriots fans. They're not going to be like, I have my Brady, I have my doubts. Beat the shit out of us. I have my doubts about that. I have Some my doubts. Will. Will. was talking a lot of shit about Patriots fans last week. Who but was? I do hate the Tom over team people. They're just tool bags. Yeah, those people suck. Root for a team. Don't root for a Honestly, team. I think there's more Tom over team people than there are Patriots fans nah, right now. Nah, fuck that noise. I, no, I really no, think, no, and no, you're no. going to see it in two weeks, but uh, listen, I don't know who the fuck I'm going to root for that night. Yeah. You're going to root for the George Patriots. so confused. He's going to be lost in his thoughts. I know, I Joey. Brady and Pat but if I root for the Patriots, I'm basically rooting for ITIS, ISIS. But if I root for the Bucks, I'm rooting for Al-Qaeda. So like, listen, there's no oh winning God, here. Joey, winning. think of it this way. If Brady loses that game... That'll be one more feather in your hat for Manning over over Brady, because yeah, but Manning beat every team. But nobody. But the thing is, is at this point, it doesn't matter. People talk about because, it. because. But the thing is, you when you have Patriot fans, when you have or when you have people that think that Tom Brady, they like, well, yeah, obviously Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. He's got seven. He is. You got seven rings, and I'm like, not about the rings. Mm, okay, I said it's not about the rings. It's you know, that's a team accomplishment, and you know he's uh, one of fifty three guys. I said, if you want to put Brady at the top of your list, I said, that's fine. You're wrong, but that's fine. But I, I, and I won't really argue with you because I know anybody who puts Tom Brady number one, it's like the same people who put Jordan number one. They're just entrenched. Jordan is number one. He can never be touched. It doesn't matter that Kobe did everything that Jordan did better. Or it doesn't matter that LeBron is doing things that Jordan could never dream of doing and does them better. Say again? Stats are for Aaron Rodgers of the world. They're not for winners. It's not for winners. Well then, why is Tom? Is why is Tom Brady out? Why is Tom Brady out there like just you know padding stats and trying to chase? Dude, I think he's gonna have every stat Everybody. ever at this. Well, point. He's played for fucking a billion years. Of course he. I know, but I think that's his goal. Like, now. imagine if Vinny Testaverde was good, he would probably have every fucking number too. Dude, because he played for twenty something years. He retired at forty five, didn't he? Yeah, or I think the last team was his Patriots. It was the Patriots, wasn't it? He was on the Patriots. I'm not sure the if backup? he played. I'm not sure if he went somewhere else after that. Yeah, so oh, maybe he did. I think he went to like I don't forget. Okay, well, I forget. Probably back to the Jets or some lame shit. But whatever. Yeah. But my point is, is this: like you can argue Tom Brady is the best of all time, all you want. There are things that Tom Brady does better than anybody else. Yes, but Tom Brady has also had the greatest coach, front office, owner combination, maybe in sports history. And. For 20 years. And that is that Bozo, Bruce and, and, and I'm not going to. Rogers won with impact. I mean, Mike McCarthy's an idiot. But Rogers should have won more than one, Joey. Well, he's still there. Uh, but yes, but when you trot out Jeff Janis as Aaron Rogers' number one receiver he in a him. playoff game. He likes him. 
I'm sorry, Jeff Janice, not 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 exactly a guy that I'm like, oh yeah, I want listen, I want to be throwing Hail Marys to him in the end zone in Arizona in the playoffs. That's, listen, that's how I want this to roll. Joey said something very important there, and maybe he didn't hear this next part I'm gonna say, but Tom Curran talked to Tom Brady Sr. today, earlier today. Mm-hmm. I missed that. And great interview. It's on it's on the um the uh, Tom Curran's podcast on uh, NBC, whatever it's called. It's it, it's a great thirty minute like snackable podcast. And he talked to Tom Brady Sr. And Tom Brady Sr. very open with his comments. And he said, how important is it to Brady that he left and won it on his own? And he goes, oh, that's 100% the case. Like, <laughs> you, what you said is true. He knows that they are the greatest quarterback head coach pairing of all time. Tom Brady knows it. Belichick knows it. Tom Brady's dad knows it. They all talk about it. They want the chicken or the rooster theory to be broken. Tom Brady wants to go out and prove he didn't need Bill. Bill wants yeah. to now prove he doesn't need Brady. So now it becomes yeah. a who's, who's dick is bigger contest, <laughs> and that's exactly what Brady went out and did. Brady went out and said, first year I left, I won a Super Bowl. Right, which and is you why went, he went to Tampa and Bay, you went because 50 he, and 50. Hand, he handpicked Tampa to go there because it, was, because it was a stacked roster. It was a great team. De- no, he wanted Tampa. No, no, he didn't want anything to do with San Fran. Sean, back me up on that. You know this. Didn't you want um, San Fran? He, no. He, Tampa was the better roster. Tampa was one of the best rosters in the league. Nope, when wait, you looked on. at Shaq Barrett, you looked at Vita Vey, you looked at all the guys that they had, Levante David, all the guys they had on defense down there. That defense was stacked. And everyone was like, well, they looked like shit all year, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, dude, if you think that that defense looked like shit the year before Brady got there, that's because you weren't paying attention because Jameis Winston threw 30 interceptions and constantly put them in bad spots to bad spot to bad spot that was one of the most talented units in the entire league and it showed last year in the Super Bowl and they held Pat Mahomes to three fucking field goals Tom Yee Brady's agent did reach out to the 49ers Yee Yee Tommy reached out and did ask if they had interest in Tom Brady, and they said, no, we are sticking with Jimmy Garoppolo Pat is right that is a true scenario John Lynch did confirm that 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 did actually happen. Well, yeah, of course, they reached out to everybody who needed a quarterback at that point. Also, another team that was very, very well, in on... NFC team. What was the NFC team that was very in on Brady until they pulled out at the last minute? The Rams should have took him. No. Do you know the guy who said they're sticking with that motherfucker? I know the answer. I've said the answer all along. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the Bears. It was Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. Oh, he should have gone to the effing Bears. That would have been the Bears, historic. No, Rangers Patrick. The stupid Bucks. Patrick. That was the hundred percent the team that was all in on Brady from the get go. It was, Idiots. it was, it was, and then they said we're sticking with Mitch Trubisky, and that's what oh, spurned no. the Brady line of they're sticking with that motherfucker. He was talking about yeah. Mitch Trubisky. It's a hundred percent. It wasn't about Tannehill. Everyone's like, oh, it's Tannehill. Him and Vrabel are boys. It's like that's very true. They left the shit on each other. Yeah, but but, it no, wasn't but Brady wasn't going to the AFC though. No, he wasn't. He, he was, was going not. The, there was no. He was chance. going to the NFC. Yeah, a hundred percent. He was going. He was jumping ship and going to a different conference. It was that was evident from day one. That's why he called the 49ers. He called the 49ers. Like, all these other teams, oh, the interest, the, the, the Titans had interest, but they were like, how much? And he's like, oh, I want my regular salary. And like, I was thinking with Tannehill. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't want to take that gamble, paying uh, overpay for Brady at the end of his career. But the thing They'd is, like, if Tannehill. you don't, right, if you're I wish looking. went to the Broncos. Joey would be so lost. Mm-mm-mm-mm. <laughs> Broncos didn't have an interest. The Broncos had no interest. Broncos, yeah. no, John, no, like, absolutely not. No. See you later. See you later. See you later. We're all set right. with two Joey, T's. For the 400th time, I'll probably call your show in 10 years and we'll still agree to disagree. I got to get your Saints Patriots prediction, guys. What do you guys think? Ah, uh, Patriots are going to curb stomp them. We're, we're, in, really? we're in Gillette. 
I'm sorry. Yeah, if, the if the Saints, get... Jameis Winston is not coming. Listen, Jameis. Did you see Jameis last week? It Jameis was... Winston showed up last week, the real Jameis yep. Winston. Okay. Yep. I know. He actually, you know what the funny thing is, is like Jameis Winston in week one, everybody was like, oh my God, Jameis Winston. It's like, dude, he threw for 148 yards. You told me that last week. Good point. Yeah. Uh, he didn't really do anything spectacular except throw it to Juana Man Johnson. Uh, uh, last week, he got exposed by a Carolina Panthers team that is yeah. mediocre at best. Defensively, I mean, Luke, uh, Luke Heakley, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey left the game with cramps. Sam Darnold ripped them apart. Listen, the Saints are about as fraudulent as fraudulent gets. Wow. I think, like I said before the season started, and I, I, I think I have it written down right here. Uh, yep, I had Atlanta one game behind Tampa Bay. So last week's game wow. where Atlanta, you know, Atlanta, it was a, it was a close game. The scoreboard, the, the gap was bigger than what the game was actually uh, indicated, what it would uh, lead you to believe. But there was that was a closer game than most people thought it was. That was a one-point game, I think, mm-hmm. at one point. Um, Calvin Ridley doing me so much solid. Uh, in fantasy, it was great. But I think it's going to come down to – it's going to be – it's Tampa's division to lose. Yeah. Carolina, Atlanta, I think, are going to be right there. I think New Orleans is going to become an afterthought. Could be. I really do. It's a, I, it's I really a, do. It's a repair year. It's it's not even just a repair year, dude. But like you can't go from like Drew Brees to Jameis Winston with no Michael Thomas, as great as Alvin Kamara is, and as as good as some of the players they have in that defense are. I, I just don't see it from the Saints. I think the Saints are going to get mollywopped. I no, I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's thirty-four twenty-eight Patriots. Oh, it's not going to be that high. No, no, you don't think so? No, I think this is more like a. Like a like a like a twenty four twenty twenty four seventeen kind of game, probably Joey Fly right there. I don't think it's going to be a very high scoring. I don't think because I think both is that good because, because but I don't think either offense is really that good either. I, I, that. I mean, on one hand you got a rookie, on one hand you got a rookie quarterback, on the other hand you got Jameis Winston. Yeah, 50-50. so it's kind of equal. So I think both offenses are going to be fairly limited in what they're going to be able to do. I think the defenses will capitalize, and when it comes down to defensive game planning, give me Bill Belichick a yeah. fucking 100 times out of 10. It's, it's Sean Payton, though. Sean Payton does Don't care. a great job, though. Don't care. He's a good coach, too. I like Sean. I think he's top five. Sean top Payton's 10. great, dude. He's he's one of the he's one of the better ones in the league, but... It's still Jameis. Dude, it's Jameis. Hey, Mason and that, you never like, know. You know, Sean Payton might just say, oh, you think you're getting Jameis? Taysom Hill game, and it's oh, 57% no. Taysom Hill. You oh you could see that, but still, if you're so gonna if, if you're gonna give me listen, when it comes down to defense and if it's defensive game, and it's preparation, give me Bill Belichick. I'm Although I'm Sean hoping. Payton's from the same tree, so they are that same tree. Goddamn Parcells tree. Well, we will see. Really? Yeah, yeah Sean Payton's a Parcells guy. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, Peyton was there in Dallas with uh, you're with, right. Uh, you're right. Right. He was in Dallas. Damn. Yep. You're right. And he was with the Giants uh, even before that. And then Parcells, Parcells said, "Hey, you guys should have Peyton as your next head I think coach." Sean Peyton was a wide receivers coach for the Giants when Parcells was the head coach. Probably something, something like, like that. that. He was, he was special teams yeah, he was, assistant. I think he was assistant coach. He was he was an assistant coach, but he wasn't. But a, Parcells yeah. said you should consider Peyton for the job Cowboys after Parcells retired, and you know you know Jerry Jones. Ah, I'll pick whatever the fuck I want. And Parcells are trying to set up Dallas for years of success. Imagine Dallas with Sean Payton all these years. They probably would have had Drew Brees in Dallas. Yep. So, who knows? But, yeah, that's I'm I'm still going Patriots on Sunday. It's at home. Jameis Winston looked very last week. So, that's probably who Jameis Winston is. That's how I always think he is anyway. 
Hey, I don't I don't know about four more turnovers though. Like that was that was immaculate. I, I love the shit out of that so much that Zach Wilson couldn't get couldn't do anything in the air. He was just he's not ready. Shocked. They're gonna ruin that kid. Like he's not ready. Dude, his mom is gonna go on Instagram and make an Instagram live video and be like, "My son, my son is getting disrespected by the, by the, all the athletes." Well, I don't know. Anyway, Pat, anything else? No, that's it, guys. Thank you. I'm uh, good week of right, football, Pat. and I can't wait for uh, next Tuesday. There'll be a lot to talk about then. Absolutely, my friend. After. Hey, enjoy your week. Enjoy your weekend, and uh, let's go Patriots. Hey, you guys have a good night. I'll be listening. Shake it easy. All right, guys. All right, Adios. Pat. Thanks, buddy. So yeah, Peyton was actually he was with the uh, he was with the Giants later. It was I, I had it wrong. He was with uh, uh he was under Jim Fossil. Okay. Who was also a Parcells guy. He was yeah, but he wasn't with Parcells as long. He was a Parcells. No, but he was, short. he was a special teams coach for those was he not during the 80s when the uh when the giants won their 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 couple super bowls the early 90s late 80s yeah but i think he was there for like two years with parcells that's not really like the no parcells but he was tree. but he came from that Kinda. that tree but uh yeah no uh he peyton that is he was with uh the giants 99 2000 2001 02 man you know what the nfl network should do a show like that what if like, what if the Cowboys never let go of Sean Payton? Oh, I would do that. I, I See, that's a rabbit hole that I love going down. Like, we did this. I think Thab and I did this on the show. Oh, God. Did, did you put the Rogers video back up? No. There's no. It just came up on uh, on the screen. Nope. No, ah, whatever. Nothing there. We're good. Um, there was a uh, – Thab and I did this years ago where we said, you know, we, we, we did the what if game. Yep. Where like if uh if if the Broncos had signed uh Steve Young in two thousand one as a free agent for the Broncos and under Shanahan, like what would have happened? Like, you know think like how many things could have been different that year, mm-hmm. like how like would have altered you know, Denver would have hosted the Patriots in a Patriot in a playoff game instead of the snowball against the Raiders, like so many things could have been vastly different uh, had that had Steve Young decided to come out of retirement and, and play for Denver because Mike Shanahan wanted him to, um, but it didn't. But yeah, I would love that. I love that what if rabbit hole. That's one of my favorite things. What to if do. what if Troy Aikman passed his um, physical for the Dolphins and played for the Dolphins for two three years instead of failing the physical and not being able to get signed? Yeah, no Jay Fiedler. So then you go right from Marino to Troy Aikman. Better than Jay Fiedler. I know. Jay Fiedler was probably the best after Marino for the longest time. He really was, though. And everyone everyone dismisses it so bad, but I was like, he like you went from... Jay Fiedler was... Man, he had that one season where he threw like 30 touchdowns. No, Jay Fiedler was nice. And Miami fans were like, no, it's not our success. It's like, you didn't have success with Marino either. Shut the fuck up. I know, right? He's like, yeah, you guys really didn't win anything with Marino neither, so... You just had an, you just had an immaculate quarterback who you never gave a running back to and who the defense... Always kind of faulted when it shouldn't have, even in my though it was opinion, good. One of, if not the greatest of all times. What? Uh, oh, Marino. Marino, I think I'd probably play like. Dude, he's fucking elite. Two or three. The dude had the dude was like Darth Vader, and was more machine and parts than he was actual human at the end of his career. They were talking about putting an actual screw holding his ankle together. They're like, oh, it's held together by a screw. They don't even do that shit anymore because it's not medically healthy. And then after his career was over. Remember all those diets he went on, the slim fast diets you see in the commercials where he's like, I lost 50 pounds. Like, you gained 50 pounds because you couldn't walk. Yeah. And he, he admitted uh, to all these extra surgeries and everything like that. He's like, yeah, I was a mess. What do you want? Like, fuck you. I was, I was shit. But I yeah. Don't, I don't want to tell you. Uh, I, I absolutely love, love uh, 
all, all that fucking talk about the Patriots and everything like that. I'm not worried about this Sunday at all. Um, what, what, what else we got? I mean, we, we, we have a lot oh, of we got a, we, got we a have lot a lot of videos we, we can show too. We've got we've got a few more things. We you are confusing the hell out of me with all these like moving around. Oh, don't worry about me, bro. I'm just trying to line something up so I can just go take a piss. Oh, so you you want me to run the show? There it is. Yeah, you run the show for the next like thirty seconds. What do you want the topic to be when you come back? What do I want the topic to be? What are we going uh, to next? Let's 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 talk about the officials next. The officials? Yeah, and how trash they are. So this weekend was nothing but just absolute chaos in the NFL for officials. We seems like we do this every year, though, at least a few times while Joey takes his 30-second break. Every year, the beginning of the league year, we start off with officials over-officiating a lot of the NFL games. And what I mean by that is when the games come on, the officials tend to throw flags more and they cool off more at the end of the season. Right now, it's all these taunting penalties. There's way too many taunting penalties in the NFL. These excessive celebrations, you can't clap in front of a guy, you can't spike a football, you can't celebrate. It's, it's absolute chaos to deal with. You can't have that in this kind of game. Like, At what point do you cross the line and say, it's, it's taking the fun out of the game for the players and the fans at home? And I think this is it. I think this is the part, and I'm sure Joey will agree with me when he comes back, but I'm pretty sure that's exactly where we are right now. You can't have this kind of flag throwing. You can't have all these officials saying, like, what's too much? What's too much celebrating? Right now is the worst time to be a player because you can't do anything without getting flagged. You get a first down, you get up, you drop the ball, and you, and you point your hand to that first down. That could be a penalty if you're too close to a defensive player. Yeah. I mean, it's it, like all it takes is, like, a half of a fucking... Like, oh my god, I didn't even. And the problem is that they leave it so subjective and so gray that it's up to the official's discretion, which normally would be okay because a lot of times officials are going to look at that and they're going to look at a game and they're going to look at a situation and they're going to understand the emotions are high right now and they're going to lead the flag in their pocket. But when you have people like John Mara, and I'm going to play you a clip right now mm-hmm. of John Mara. The owner of the Giants, this pencil-necked dweeb, geek, nerd, beta male, probably never imposed his will on anybody in his life, uh, you know, physically. I thought you were going to say he never had sex. I don't know why I thought you were going there. He could be a virgin. He's definitely a cuck at this point. I mean, just listen to this bullshit. The uh, taunting emphasis, what were the conversations about that among you guys? Yeah, I mean, that's something we discuss every year in the competition committee. We, we get kind of sick and tired of the, of the taunting that does go on from time to time on the field. We've tried to balance um, the sportsmanship with allowing the players to have fun, and there's always a fine line there. But none of us like to see that, and uh, it's just a question of whether you can have rules that can be enforced and without taking the fun out of the game, too. But nobody wants to see a player taunting another player. I know I certainly don't, and I think the rest of the members of the competition committee feel the same way, too. Like, what, I'm sorry, who doesn't want to see a player taunting another player? Because you say we like you're speaking for everybody, and you say we like you're like you're you're speaking on behalf of the fans. Um, wrong, mm-hmm. wrong. Your primary demographic in the NFL is males from eighteen to thirty-five. The demographic eighteen to forty-nine. Eighteen to forty-nine. Mm-hmm. Expand it a little bit. All of us 
the majority of us, 95% of us in that demographic want to see people waving bye-bye when they, get a when they break away for a touchdown, chucking up the deuces, spinning the ball. I would be all right even with flipping the ball, be like, here, take this bitch. Dude. Oh, you want this ball? Here, take this ball, bitch. Do you I get don't know why I shack now, but <laughs> bitch, here, take my balls. Hold my balls, bitch. Like, like that, was, that would be totally fine by me. <laughs> How mad does it make you in the moment sometimes as a fan? Like, fuck this dude. Yes. But that's a good reaction. That's what you want because it breeds hate. And hate breeds viewing. Because if I hate a team, I'm going to watch a game. Listen, I hate the Patriots. Yes. If, if there's a game between the Patriots and the Ravens, two teams that I can't stand. Well, the Ravens, sometimes I can't stand. Sometimes I like them. Sometimes I can't stand them. 2012 still stings. But whatever. A lot of the times I like the Ravens. But let's just say, I don't know, it's the Rams and the Patriots, two teams that I've pretty much hated my entire life. I'm still tuning in to watch that game on Sunday Night Football because I want the Patriots to lose. Sure. Or I want the Rams to lose. Sure. Or I could tune into a Vikings game because now I've grown to loathe the Vikings because they're just pathetic losers. And they haven't had Warren Moon, Randall Cunningham, Randy Moss, Chris Carter, John Randall, Robert Smith, None of those guys for two decades now. And I have no real ties to the Vikings anymore. I want them to lose every game because I think Kirk Cousins is a bum. Granted, Kirk Cousins is doing God's work by not getting vaccinated. Could stand Jesus up, Christ. stand up, brother. Uh, he is a crazy person. He's not. He's not. He's not a no, crazy no, no, person. No, no, no. I mean, you can have whatever right you want to do. If you want to get vaccinated, that's completely your choice and whatever you want to do. I'm just saying, like, Kirk Cousins feels like he's, like, gone off the edge a little bit just with everything. But you know what? It's not even his fault. I just root against the Vikings because there are, there are teams, there are years where I just have teams that I root against. Like, dude, that kicker missing the field goal thing. Dude, did you hear the radio call? I did. Paul Allen saying, it's good. It's good. What? Yeah. <laughs> he became 2003 Little John. And Paul <laughs> Allen is literally one of, if not the greatest play-by-play -play caller on radio. If you have a chance, like... If you ever have a chance to listen to a Minnesota Vikings game on the radio, their home call, listen to it. Listen, you listen to Minnesota with Paul Allen, Gene Deckerhoff, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers home radio call play-by-play uh, -play guy, Bob Papa in New York for the Giants. Greg Papa was pretty good with the Raiders too. I actually did really like him a lot. Uh, I don't remember the guy's name for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, that does I hate him, but he's Can't great. Can't his name at all. Dave Logan with the Broncos is great. There, uh, Merrill Reese with the Eagles, phenomenal. There is a lot of great, and I'm sure I'm leaving out a couple of them that off the top of my head. I just. I can't uh, remember, but yeah, I, I'm bad with names, but I know like the voices. But yeah, you'll you'll recognize the voices, and especially if you watch like a ton of highlights and stuff like that, you'll you'll know them. Uh, but listen to those guys. Those guys are the best. I mean, like Philly, New York, Denver, Minnesota, Tampa. Those are probably my top five favorites. Uh, I don't remember the guy's name from Kansas City. I just know he pisses me off because I just remember his annoying ass voice. Not annoying ass voice. His, his voice now annoys me because it's synonymous with Priest Holmes doing that little like yeah, dance into the end zone <laughs> in 2003. And it just like, because that's right the year after I got, I got serious in 2004 radio, serious yep, radio. Yep, yep. So I was able to listen to like the home and away calls. Of course. On, on Sirius XM. And it was great. Um, but no, 
listen to those guys. But it's that call by Paul Allen, the emotion, the raw emotion, was insane. But what you have the problem with right now that we're going through in the NFL is that you have these over-officious jerks. Like John Marin, the competition committee. Okay, which I have a problem. Always been trash. I really have a problem with what he said because he says, well, we've always, you know, a lot. We, we, we're all, you know, we get sick of the talking. What do you mean you get sick of the talking? You don't have to listen to the talking. You don't have to deal with the talking. That's amongst the, the 106 guys on the field. Mm-hmm. What are you so concerned about? You're in the owner's booth, 1,500 feet away. Like, what do you fucking care? Making millions by the moment you're watching this game. You're literally, you can look at your watch and go, mm, uh, 10 seconds just passed, just made a million dollars. Yep. Cool. TV deal, revenue, everything. Great. Awesome. Life's good for you. But now you want to come down on these 22, 23, 24, 25-year-old kids that are playing the game, that are making you the billions of dollars, and you want to tell them to shut. Shut. Pat in our chat, who just called in, made a great point. There's a lot of articles out there who are saying that uh, the calls tend to be going towards a certain race. Does the NFL have a race problem with with these taunting calls? Tends to be one race more than another getting the taunting calls. Do you think it's uh, is it the African Americans that are getting flagged I, a little bit more? I think that tends to be the I, case. I, I think I think so. And then you have this old white guy sitting up here saying, "We're sick and tired of the talking." Hmm. Mm, seems to be a hmm. tiny smidgen of racism there. That, that now, you know me. I'm not one to go searching for racism where it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. This might be one of those places where subtle racism starts to bubble up and you start to see it. Why is John Mara concerned with what gets said on the field? And He's why, not on the field. And why is John Mara... It doesn't affect the product. In fact, if you told me right now that I could pay $500 a season for a super special Sunday ticket package... Mic'd up live. ...that I could hear every player mic'd up live. My man, oh, we've been talking about this for double years. Double it, make it 1000 Oh, 1000 100 bucks a game. It's uh, expensive. But you can... It's a la carte. You can pick which games you want. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, man, I don't know if I'm putting like $1,500 into a season right now. I, Listen, I might... Four ninety nine. you can hear the game live. The guy's mic'd up. I'm all in. All in. That is easy money. Yeah. None, the, none of this blurred out shit of a guy in the field saying, oh, my nuts, and they have to blur out like 15 seconds. No. I want all out like this mother effer or guys calling plays out and shit like that. Well, like, I, I want because it. then we could finally find out if Miles Garrett was telling the truth about uh, the, the uh, what's his name, the Steelers quarterback there. What was the Steelers quarterback that Miles Garrett best? Um, uh, Mason Rudolph. Mason the Rudolph, thank yes. you. Uh, we could finally we could hear we could hear if that was true because it would all be right there. They had that mic'd up actually, though. and they would, they, but they never released it. They never released it. Yeah, but, but they had it mic'd up. Yeah. but we but we could we could go down like that would just be incredibly amazing, incredibly amazing, and you know, Sean, when you say John, it's it's a little bit it's a little bit racist. I, I kind of it is John Matt. Do you see a do you see a similarity here between these two guys? That man looks. They look like they could be brothers. I mean. They look kind of similar, and I know what the one. I know how the one on the left feels. If nobody knows who the guy on the left is, we are not playing in that on this show. We but can't. This man went on a racist escapade on a plane. 
If you don't know who the man on the left is, I highly encourage you to go YouTube Burger King guy on Burger plane. King, Burger King guy on plane. Yep. That's all you need. And you will be. Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what your emotions will be when you when you see it. It is extremely racist. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like the person taking the video is racist. It's that man you see on the left is crazy racist. Crazy. And does not care. Well, he's crazy and racist. Oh, yeah. I just said crazy. I just combined yeah, the two. Yeah. Crazy well, and racist. Well, right. Yeah. He's, 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 he's both, but he's also, you got to separate him because he's like, all right, that man definitely unplugged, bro. <laughs> like, he's he the walk- kind of guy that you walk up to and you're like, you see him at like, the, he's like, a, you know, he's at Dunkin' Donuts and he's asking for like a turkey club. And it's like, bro, are you plugged in? Subway's over there. First of all. Why are you here? He's he he's for the mask mandate, but it uses a bandana, which is already a, a violent move. No, this is bef- this is even before the mask mandate. This is before the mask mandate. Yeah, this is before COVID. So he was wearing a bandana, yes. free will, and a Burger King crown. Yes. Unbelievable. Uh, that that I want to say service in like 2015. Wow. Did not I thought this was 16? like a year ago. No, no, I think it, maybe I'm wrong. It feels like it's been around longer. I thought I thought I swear to God I thought that was 2020. Yeah, you're right. It was 2020. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense then. I was like, I thought multiple people in that video had had masks. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. It was 2020. It really feels like it was longer than that. Dude, that guy, crazy person. But I I, I agree. John Mara is just that was like the absolute dog shit. And why make those comments? Why? I, looked, I didn't see anybody else wearing a mask. No, in the the, the, airline atten- uh, the airplane attendants were wearing masks. Oh, they were. Son of a bitch. Yeah, you're right. Okay. I thought that was way older than that. Never mind. I, I disregard what I said. So, I, I mean, like, when they asked him that question, he could have said, like, we review, we review things every year. We just think this is the right direction to go for the game. He intentionally said... We're, we're sick of the talking. So that should, we should actually point out who else is on the competition committee as well for agreeing to these rules. We should call them out as well, not just all be on Mara. It should be Mara Plus. Yes, but John Mara was the guy that decided to go out there and make the statement about it. John Mara he was the said, guy that put his name on it, put his face on it. He did, and he said we. So he's indicting yes. everybody else with him on the yes, competition committee. Is still, Jeff Fisher still there, Mr. 8 and 8? Yep, Jeff Fisher, Mike Tomlin's on it. How does Mike Tomlin um, agree with that? Let me see. I'll, I'll pull Mike up the list. Mike Tomlin is a trash-talking coach. That's what I'm saying. He talks trash on the field to the referees, to other teams, to his own people. It makes no sense for Mike Tomlin to agree to that. So let's see. The NFL Competition Committee. Oh, look. Josh Allen's on it. <laughs> <laughs> this just kills you, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. I hate that man. Oh, yeah. John Rich, McKay. Rich, Rich McKay. Oh, Rich McKay. I'm sorry. So you've got Rich McKay, Katie Blackburn, Chris Greer, Stephen Jones, John Mara, Ozzie Newsom, Frank Reich, Ron Rivera, Mike Tomlin, and Mike Vrabel. I am. Wow. How Ron Rivera, Mike Tomlin, Mike Vrabel, and Frank Reich and Ozzie Newsom are on board with any of this is beyond me. Mike Vrabel literally commented how he grabbed. Uh, um, who's the running back for Jacksonville? Fred Jackson? Uh, no, uh, Fragile Fred. Fred Taylor. Fred Taylor. How he grabbed Fred Taylor's balls and twisted them because he didn't wear a cup in the bottom of a dog pile. Mike Vrabel said it himself because he yeah, I've done it. You do what you got to do. And Mike Vrabel is on the competition committee and saying, these men need to stop talking. I just, I, it, it baffles me. That doesn't, I, I believe that there are people on that competition committee that are simply there for show. 
that are simply there for so the, that, that the NFL can say, like, look how diverse our competition committee is. We have ex-players who are now coaches, and we have all these African-American coaches and head, uh, former players and coaches, and look how diverse we are. And meanwhile, at the end of the day, they're like, shut. They send out a calendar, Outlook calendar meeting, meeting in 10 minutes in, yeah. in New York. And all these guys are like, we can't make that. I'll just mark you as absent. Well, I guess you won't be here. That's okay. Fine. It's all right. Well, you, you know. We're going to vote. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's fine. We'll uh, ask you vote. I love those meetings. Hey, we're having a meeting in 15 minutes. Everybody be there. You have to vote with some shit. I can't make it. I have no staff. Well, we'll vote. We're out with you. So, oh, oh okay. <laughs> cool. Thanks. 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 774-992-8702. That's the phone number. Give us a call. Uh, we got about... Uh, Oh, about two minutes left. Uh, Jesus Christ. We're going to get to the, the videos we want to show. Yeah, let's, like, get, let's, to let's get to the video. All right, so let's get We got one more, two more videos. So the first one, both baseball related. As baseball season is starting, the baseball season is winding down. The Red so wind Sox, up. The Red Sox look like they're going to get a wild card. Meh. Listen, I'm, like, like I talked to you about off the show. The I'm, in, I'm into the Red Sox, but then at the same time, I'm still meh about baseball. Well, it's Yankees, it's Yankees, Red Sox, and the wild card. And then you've got, what, Houston, um, L, uh, Blue Jays are still there, too. Yeah, Toronto, Houston, and uh, Tampa. How are four teams in the fucking AL East trying to get to the playoffs? It's ridiculous. It's unbelievable. But uh, take a look at this video of Conor McGregor throwing out a first pitch. We thought 50 Cent was bad. 50 Cent might have just gotten let off the hook. 50 Cent wasn't wearing a three-piece suit. And here's the windup. Holy shit, where did that go? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let's see that again. Just in case you missed it. Yeet! <laughs> All right, one more time, and may I ask the viewers to watch the mascot only. Just, just watch the just mascot. <laughs> Comes the pitch, and the mascot's looking, and looks back at Connor like, what in the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> It was that was that was unbelievable. Listen, he has no control, but he got it from the pitcher's mound to the backstop with ease. I mean, he can throw hands, but he can't throw balls. <laughs> he can throw balls. He has no control. None, none whatsoever. His his throwing ball skills are much like his controlling his mouth skills. <laughs> your wife's in me DMs, you bitch. <laughs> it's like, dude, you broke your ankle and you're on, the, me, boy. you're on the ground. Your foot's broken and you're lost. Your wife's in me DMs. She's a whore. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Calm down. I mean, listen, man, the guy's got no chill. I got I got to respect it. I've always respected it. Oh, my it. God. Uh, and then this last video we'll show you before we get up out of here. So baseball's got tons of unwritten rules, right? Like so many unwritten rules that we obviously can't keep up, especially us young kids, you know, us kids in our music. Um, we can't keep up with any of this shit. But I feel like this this video probably violates a few of the unwritten rules. Okay. So that wasn't a $50 bill. That wasn't a $100 bill. That was the, like, what What do they call it? Like, the pitch sheet, the play sheet. So on the, catch, on the catcher's arm is, like, the play sheet of how to pitch to each opposing hitter. So this is what pitch to call in this situation. This is what you do to this player. Throw down and away this player. It was literally the entire card of how to pitch to every player on the team. And it fell out of his arm, arm wrist thing. And whoever it was sliding it to home was like, yoink. 
and just takes it and just nonchalantly is like, hmm, this might actually be more valuable than the run. Yes, and they refused to give it back. I guess the opposing manager came out and said, we want that back, and they're just like, nope, we lost it. Nope, sorry. Probably should have secured that better, buddy. Yeah, it's gone. It's bye and, and, and that entire play is so weird. He made the laziest attempt from third to home, like, uh, I guess I'm going to go. And then <laughs> the guy in the outfield was like, uh, I guess I got to throw him out. Like, everyone's just going through the motions. <laughs> then the guy's, the guy's play sheet it falls out. It was so out. lazy, dude. It really was. His, his play sheet falls out, and he's like, fuck it. And the guy's like, I guess I just steal it. <laughs> it, was a, it was just a mixture of, like, no one giving a shit. I guess I'll just take this. Don't know what it is. Oh, he knew. You could see him. If you play the video again, you could see him look down, and he's like, hmm? And you can see he knows what he's reading. He's like, he's like, that's my name. That's the pitch they threw to me. You can, you can tell. And he was know. like, oh shit. He's like, he just, he's like, I just stumbled on like, like King Tut's tomb over here. Like, this is a treasure trove, bro. My man, my man dropped a fifty thousand dollars scratch ticket and didn't sign his back of it. It's over. I'm I hit for a hundred bucks on a scratch ticket earlier. I don't even bother anymore. I found fifty bucks in the in in the lawn. So I was I was last week I was at my parents' house and I was ripping my trucks. And um, I was driving my truck, and I flipped it. And I went over to flip it back over. And I walked through, like, one of the neighbor's yards. And just sitting there, just in the blades of grass, was a $50 bill. Oh, wow. And I was like, fucking sweet. So I snagged the $50 bill. I went today, I bought a $30 scratch ticket with said $50 bill. Made 100 bucks. Um, so for those of you who know what I do without telling you what I do, I know some people who have said, if you know this new state lottery $10 ticket that just came out, that's the hot ticket to get right now because they've put out a bunch of winners and no one's hit on it yet. Really? So they said, like, if you know, you know. People are going out and buying those tickets in droves now, hoping to be, like, one of, like, the first, like, three or four million dollar winners. No shit. So it's the new $10 ticket, whatever that's called. I don't know what the newest one is called. I have no idea. But people in the know are like, if that's if you're going to play scratch tickets, play the new $10 ticket because all the winners haven't been scratched yet and it's brand new. So, for whoever knows what I do, how I know people. I drink and I know things. Yeah, so that's it. That's what I do, Sean. We didn't get to the Dallas conversation. We should save that to next week. Yeah, we will. We, we'll, get, we'll tease that for next week because Dallas fans, are they are the biggest bunch of weirdos. We teased it in the beginning. In, the, in, the, in sports. Because, like, on one end, you're like, you know, Dallas fans, they're, like, they're so, like, self, like such, like, self-masochists where they're, like, Fuck this team! This team sucks. And you're like, word. Mm, yep. And, and then you agree with them, and they're like, but you can't say that. Fuck you. Mind your business, bitch. Yeah, like it's so <laughs> weird because, like, I don't know. Dallas fans. I mean, and Dallas fans have nothing to hang their head about about no. like, like that win on on Sunday against the Chargers. They balled out. Like they did what they had to do. They made clutch plays and clutch situations. If I'm a Dallas fan right now, I'm thrilled that we escaped LA on the road against a pretty good pretty good team or a team that's supposed to be pretty good mm-hmm. and got away with one I mean yeah that's kind of what had to happen like you had to win that game but they're still like nope not good enough and I'm like oh god and like I know I'm kind of becoming one of those fans with Teddy Bridgewater because I'm like yeah great we're 2-0 we're, we're, we're probably gonna be 3-0 but yeah. then we get Pittsburgh, we get Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Baltimore at home, at Pittsburgh, Oakland or Vegas at home. There's a pretty decent chance that we come out of this three and three after six weeks. You did kind of say when Jerry Judy broke his ankle, why couldn't that be Teddy? I didn't kind of say it. I said it. Okay, fair enough. 
It is what it be, brother. It is what it be. But uh, all right, Sean, let's wrap it up there, buddy. We'll uh, we'll be back next Tuesday night right here on Row 1, Seat 1, live on the one, the only, the new Bedford Guide. Thank you all for joining us. Make sure you head over to Row 1, Seat 1's Facebook page. Give us a like. Give us a follow. All those help immensely. We can't tell you how much that uh, actually does good for us. Um, and be sure to go over uh, to Spotify right after the show's over. This will be up uh, within the hour. We'll be up and um, on live for you to listen back to it. Give us a like and a follow. And uh, always the uh, five-star ratings always help. So uh, feel free to go ahead and um, do all that fun stuff. And uh, we appreciate it. And we will uh, catch you all next Tuesday night. So for Mr. Betancourt, I am Joey Fats. This has been another edition of Row 1C1 live right here on Joey Fats Radio. Till next week. Peace out. Peace. If he dies, he dies, he dies, he dies. <laughs>